Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We head into the heart of the Central Pacific this week with Alan Dwayne's 1949 Second World War epic, The Sands of Iwo Jima. As always, I'm joined by Mike A. Hello. Mike B. Yeah. And Nate. Chipotle's good. So guys, what'd you think? Piece of fucking shit. Ooh. I did not like it. That's Nate's opening statement. It's a flaming hunk of burning shit. (laughs) It's It's a very... Product of its time, yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I, I, I will. I mean, I guess I'll, I guess I'll lead off. Um, no, I. There's again with every hunk of pile of shit. There's some really good aspects to it. There seems to be like that recently, where we're just getting, you know, parts of a really good film, but it's the, it's the style of the film or the way it's interpreted or whatever that always holds it back. Again and I'll keep it brief on my end, is like, I say it's on a steaming pile of shit, but I have to put it in this box. This is a box film. This is what we always say. We got to put it in that time frame. And I will say, the thing that I was most impressed with was the amount of extras and the amount of props, the amount of pyrotechnics, and the amount of physical uh, effects, practical effects within this. I know it's big Hollywood. I know we're at the forefront of epics and all that stuff but it's very uh i think you have to give it some credit into that now story i don't give a crap it's a propagandist propagandistic piece of shit and i hate it for that reason alone again i have to put it in this box it's 49 the reds are everywhere like i understand but the point is it's like we got we got to put it in that box. So if I put it into that box, it'd be pretty high. But I can't do that because we're comparing everything to everything. And in this day and age, it just does not hold up as a story. John Wayne is John Wayne, and I can't take it anymore. I just got done editing Green Berets. You guys had a break. <laughs> I didn't. I have to go straight into the next one. So I'm like John Wayne out with his saunter, with his sidestep saunter and his banter and his accent. I can't fucking stand it. But... In terms of the practical effects and the, what it is, I love seeing the war footage. The real war footage in this was great. So, I don't know. Just for what it was, it's okay, but that's my that's my two-paragraph spiel. Yeah, this should be called Stock Footage the Movie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the, a lot of movies were... It's funny how, how much movies were able to get away with that back then, integrating stock footage into, you know, movies. Because the black and white and the quality back then, they could, you know put them side by side and have them match enough, you know, to where general audience isn't going to know or care to think about Um, the longest day does a little bit, you know, uh, but this move, this is probably the most I've ever seen. There are just like whole sequences that are just stock footage. And it's great. You know, if if you're like an, you know, if you're a guy who loves looking at like wartime footage, it's like, it's great. Um, And a lot of it, I recognize. I was like, oh yeah, I've seen that before. I've seen that before. And there was a lot of that, especially the Iwo Jima stuff where I'm like, oh, I remember that. Um, I've seen it in a lot of documentaries, but, um, but yeah, that was just kind of amusing when it started. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a thing of the time. Then as it went on, I'm like, man, they're really using the stock footage. It's like 
it's, it's like its own character. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what else is really there to say? Um, you know, it's it's a it's a John Wayne film, and uh, that's pretty much it. It's funny. I I'm not a John Wayne hater, um, but I'm also not a fan of him. If that makes sense, I'm I'm just I see him for what he was. You know, he was an icon of the time, and um, but uh, I yeah, it's like I, all the John Wayne films I've seen. I'm not really a fan of like classic westerns i kind of like some of the spaghetti ones because they're more goofy and shit like that but uh you know when i started really diving into film i started looking and you know like watch rio bravo watch the searchers and such and every time i'd watch these epic westerns of john wayne i was you know people say what do you think it's like it's a john wayne film <laughs> it's the same thing it's just there's nothing really to say about it um it's a product of its time um so yeah i uh you know I'd never seen this before, so it was interesting to see it. But uh, I was also a little shocked. I was like, man, for a movie called Sands of Iwo Jima, there's a lot of not Iwo Jima in the movie. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, there's a lot of Tarawa in it and stuff like that, which is cool. I mean, I don't know too many movies that feature that, but uh, it seemed like kind of an, uh, an unusual title. I think maybe that came later or something, that title. But anyway, my thoughts. It's an interesting movie. I fucking I remember they used to watch or I, I think I first saw this when they played it like on TCM on Veterans Day or Memorial Day like kind of was a kid or TNT even but TNT really didn't play like black and white movies um but yeah so I've seen it a bunch of times and I don't know um you know it's really easy to shoot down as being this John Wayne trope and stuff but as Nate said if you really conceptualize this movie for when it was made and its time and stuff it's interesting um, that being said, though, it's even dated in its approach for 1949. It's much more like a 1940s wartime propaganda movie, but it's made after the war. So it's interesting because Battleground comes out the same year and it's an amazing movie. It's a much better movie. It's about the siege of Bastogne and it has none of this, quote, John Wayne, you know, like gung ho oh, we're going to win the war kind of stuff. It's just guys in a bad situation. And that literally came out the same year. I think it might be the same uh, picture company too, Republic. I'll have to look it up. But um, it's just interesting. You know, it's it's dated for even when it was made. But it cements so many things. It cements the flag raising. It cements, you know, war films being profitable. We get a million of them over the next 10, 15 years. Um, and it also cements John Wayne and that idea of Americana. So it's a very interesting film. Um, you know, it's more revered than what it actually is like. <laughs> you know, it's a much shittier film than the lore. But if you think about it in 1949, you know, terminology and things, it's uh, it's very interesting. And um, yeah, yeah, it's um, I don't know. I'm just not a, in general a fan of old war movies from about I don't know during World War Two. Until the fifties, oh, no nah, later than that. Wow. Even the late, up until about the mid to late sixties, they're all. Besides a couple, like Battlegrounds, not not bad. Um, we should do that at some point, but uh, it's very few and far between that I'm actually going to enjoy a, a warm movie from that point because they're they're all the same. This one's got a little bit more of the shitty fucking romance shit that comes along with John Wayne subsequently, forever. And I don't know, John Wayne himself, like, to me, he's like the Beatles. 
highly fucking overrated, but because he was such an iconic, you know, propped up and whatever, people think he's a lot better than what he was, and his films are just, I mean, boomers cream in their pants every time you mention his name. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, I get it, but, like, I'd have to agree with Nate, though. Like, this was one of his least, crin- like, not cringy, but, like, least shitty performances. Like, at least he was more animated than he was in his later, like, cookie-cutter tropey films. And this did have a lot of tropes, but it's a lot of it's of the time, like the the shitty writing, the shitty lines, the the goof, the goofiness, quote unquote. Um, it's just fucking lame. And I'm going to say that about most war movies, too. So I'm not just singling this one out. This one's just egregiously shitty because it was because it, it was like so iconic and it still is so iconic. Oh, you seen the Sands of Iwo Jima? My God, such a good movie. It's like, no, nah, it's OK. It, it's not just from a, you know filmography standpoint and all that shit like Nate was talking about. And I agree with you on a lot of that. So, but it's just, uh, when shit gets propped up this much and it's this product, it just, it's, I don't know. It just annoys me with anything. Like when something gets so popular and it's really just mediocre, I don't know. I don't understand it. But anyway, um, good things about it. Uh, the uniforms were mostly okay. From what I saw, the helmet covers were post or late in post war, but like, who cares? That's just a little thing. Uh, I really didn't look, to be honest, with most of that shit. The Japanese stuff, I'm not even gonna fucking waste. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna waste time talking about that. Uh, shit you, show. you mean the the the, the 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 dark helmet construction worker, like yeah, there were there was the, sim- the fiberglass civil defense helmets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what they were, and they're wearing like U.S. fucking dress uniforms at that. It's just fucking ridiculous, and yeah, I mean. Yeah, the whole like getting shot falling, the whole that whole thing from the forties through the sixties just fucking is irritating. But uh no, so Japanese stuff, no. Yeah, there was a lot of cool practical effects. Like the grenades when they were throwing grenades were just a little puff of smoke. Actually, the only film I think I've seen where that's portrayed correctly. Yeah, not a pirate. I'm not shitting you. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's not bad at all. And like no. the explosions and shit, the practical ones. Again, there's not this huge fireball because it doesn't translate on black and white. It's just a bunch of dirt and shit flying up. Not bad. Um, so, yeah, there were some redeeming qualities about this one. And the extras, very cool. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, and I think I, mean, I think that's what's most impressive about this film. Let's start with the good stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I, I feel like um, the, the, amount of, the amount of extras that were in those those wide shots, and even with, like, like uh, when they landed in Tarawa and all that kind of stuff, like, underneath those um those kind of bunker like structures which I know they're just facades and stuff palms and stuff I, I really did like that uh I liked all of the pyrotechnics within that you know even the stuff in the water that was setting off in the same place like a like a Disney carnival ride you know it looks really good yep. you know like I kept eye on them like it's, it's gonna be good but uh I I loved all that Brian you got your hand up yeah so um the reason I wanted to review this now because if you're listening to this around the 20th of November, this is the 80th anniversary of the Battle of Tarawa. And there's really only two movies that show the Battle of Tarawa in any way, shape, or form. It's this film, which is the longest uncut sequence of it. And it's a film from the 60s called Tarawa Bridgehead, which uses all the scenes from this movie. And then mostly <laughs> it's on Guadalcanal. And then five minutes, they're like in the sand field. And they're like, we're on Tarawa. And then the movie ends. Why isn't the movie so, called The Sands of Tarawa? It's more about Tarawa than I was gonna make that. I was going to make that joke, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Flags of Our Fathers touches on this film and why it was made and all that bullshit. And they, they basically wanted to 
tell a specific story around the flag raising. And to do that, they also wanted to talk about, you know, some of the bad fighting that the Marines had in the Pacific, which is interesting because this is really the only films that has like a lot of time in the plot. So you see a lot of changes. Like it comes in with the first wave of replacements and then, oh, you go through battle and everything. And then like you get the next wave and they're just as eager and younger as the, you know, the beginning of the film when they show up. So it's an interesting aspect. Like, you know, you, it's like the only film that shows two campaigns in one because everything's usually like, we're going to go to Cape Gloucester. We're going to go to Guadalcanal. That was bad. The end. But this one is like, you know, it's very geared for how the fighting in the central Pacific was. But yeah, this is really the only film that, that shows that. And it really does show that they watch a lot of stock footage, obviously, to take stock footage. But they did try with the sets. You know, I'd say Tarawa looks a lot It looks worse like it. Than, Tarawa well, looks a lot they, better than they, Iwo because Iwo is brown I, well, I California. Like, I like the way they shot Iwo because it's it's like you, the beach is slanted and everything and it's well done. They did the best job they possibly could with Tarawa. But the problem is, is that, you know, they basically found a sand spit and put the one big bunker on it. In reality, those were all concrete bunkers that were covered in sand for generators and stuff. They weren't even real bunkers. And the whole battle they took is the famous battle from the famous Marine footage taken. And actually, sorry, the, the short film that won an Oscar in 1945 with the Marines Tarawa, which shows in the sequence of events, Lieutenant Bunnyman's Medal of Honor event where he led a party of Marines up to the side of this um, – sand encapsulated bunker that was giving the whole division a really hard time and they were able to take it out and he was killed subsequently because a bunch of japs ran out of the side of the bunker and he killed them with a flamethrower but they were able to shoot him at the same time but that's all on film so they literally just took it and they made their own version of it instead of lieutenant bunnyman it's john wayne doing the whole satchel charge whatever shit and um yeah but it is really cool that they do show terror in some way you know, shape or form, Amtrak's galore. You know, the Marine Corps is like, hey, fucking, you want cool shit? Let's do cool shit. Well, I was going to say, if we're talking about the good stuff, aka cool shit, like you just said, um, the blowtorch and corkscrew scene I thought was kind of neat on Tarawa. I mean, that you can tell that's an actual M2 flamethrower that's, uh, that's being, you can see the pyrotechnic sparks shooting out of it that they, you know, you can tell what you can tell when it's a, uh, a propane mock-up because it doesn't have that, but a real one actually does shoot out those sparks out the muzzle like that. Well, he's got the revolver in the front. It's like six or seven cartridges mm-hmm. and you, you pull it and that's the, yeah, that's the yeah, spark. But you can you tell, see. you can see them shooting out of it and it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a real one. So yeah, that it, cool. It's fucking cool. One of um my favorite sequences is that, or, or it's only there because guys that were there knew it happened and they had the stock footage for it. But after they get off Tarawa, they have the burial at sea. Well, what a lot of people don't know is that, you know, obviously in the Navy, when someone passes away in a ship or dies in a ship, you bury them because you bury them at sea because that's what you do. You know, you can't have a dead body in a ship. Well, they did the same thing to Marines. So Marines that were injured or whatever in combat, if they passed away in a ship, they would have a whole ship detail for burying. And you never hear about that. You never see it at all. So that was kind of interesting that to have that, you know, that was all their wounded that obviously weren't going to make it back to New Zealand or Hawaii at this point. Um, I was just gonna say that the other the other really interesting footage is obviously that really famous shot of I believe it's Brian and I you know we we've all studied this when we were doing combat cameraman stuff um, with uh, the Japanese and the Marines being in the same shot together. Oh, that uh, shots in this 
for uh for Tarawa. with Marine to Tarawa. Yeah, yeah. That was uh Norman Hatch in his thirty five yeah. millimeter IMO. Yeah. Yeah. And that 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 they they had that in this and it was in pretty damn good quality. Because I've seen it in really crappy quality and it was actually really good quality. Yeah, well this is the, the wartime print, you know. That was I think it's a BAR man stands up and there's a Japanese squad moving from right to left. And yeah, and he rakes six them. Or seven of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was right after they blew up the, the bunker and they were moving forward. And that's where also the very famous scene that you also see it in the film is where the Marine is like looking back and forth. He's got a crate of, of uh, hand grenades. He's pulling up with them in the sand and he doesn't mm-hmm. know where he's got one ready to throw. He doesn't know where to throw it. That's a very famous bit of footage. But yeah. it was very neat to see, you know. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and you know, in during Tarawa, I felt like it played more of a. Uh, I think during Tarawa, the original footage played more of a role in progressing the actual story and being used. For Ewo, it felt very much just insert this here, insert this here, insert this here, insert this Flamethrower tanks thing. now. Like. The only the only thing I've never seen before, just talking about original footage, maybe you guys can comment on this. I've never seen the trucks, the artillery trucks. I've oh, never yeah. seen oh, the, that. The, I didn't even know we... Rockets? Yeah, I've never seen them like Very that. common Marine Corps late war thing. Uh, yeah. Okinawa and Iwo Jima. You know what they are? No. They're hedgehogs. They're the ro- anti-submarine rockets the Navy was using, and the Marines. That's are why like, they look so familiar. Ah, fuck! Okay. I just put it on a truck. Just put <laughs> right, them on the right. International M M two four eights or something, and right. some jeeps got them as well. Um, and there's some interesting footage of actually. There's the one counter battery bit of footage in it. It's a very famous one where like the, the the truck shoots off all its rounds, and then the camera starts to shake, and the guys are running away. And then a fucking jet mortar lands right where the truck was. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. I've never seen that one. I've seen that a lot. I've seen it very yeah. blurry, like you'd mentioned earlier. But this is the first time I saw it, like, very it's clear. Very clear and, like, you know. I'm sequence. sure I've seen it blurry in 1997 cool. on the History <laughs> Channel when it was 420p resolution. But I've never, I haven't seen it. That's the one good thing about this movie being on, oh, my God. Don't watch it on fucking Pluto. It took me 18 hours to watch this fucking Because of the ads? Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> yes. Five ads every 15 minutes. Yeah. It was just awful. God. Fucking made me mad. But the but one I was thing. watching it for free, so. One thing about that footage, though, is I didn't realize before, is that they dro- they're carrying a guy in a blanket, and they drop him. The Marines let him go, and they run another 10 feet to the revertment. And the last frame you see before the round lands is the guy's looking up at the blanket like, really? And then, bam. <laughs> I, I'd never noticed that before. I just noticed there were guys running away from an explosion. Um, but that being said, something I really did like about the whole terror sequence was the coffee scene. Like, that could be a short in itself. You know, guys fighting a combat. Oh, i got to get something. And then someone, you know, having a lapse of judgment. You're like, oh, wow, I've, I haven't had that, you know, in so long. And then it's turning into something bigger. I did like that. I always liked that in this film. It, it, it. It's a moment that I think is very real, that I think is something that could easily be done with a lapse of judgment, trying to do something kind for someone else, but then taking uh, taking advantage of it for yourself. Because he also br- he brought them coffee. Um, but the only thing that ruins it, in my eyes, is, and again, it's from the time, I can't punish it for that or be mad about it, but it's, I punched my last ticket. <sighs> that's a that's a thing of the time you know you, right, you see exactly. stuff like that in sergeant york and you know right uh, every yeah. all all the black and white movies it's like i'm gonna take the long nap now Ugh. yeah like i just you know <laughs> just, that's why i said like there was a lot of this movie where it, it felt like a 
almost a parody of like like a really well done parody of this kind of genre you know as if it's like when you when you watch a black dynamite it's like that black dynamite is such an amazing parody of black exploitation you could almost buy that it's an actual black exploitation film you know this almost it's like the big lebowski is what you say <laughs> yes <laughs> always revert back to this we always go back to that to the i big uh, lebowski. i i uh I I I will say uh oh fuck it's gone god damn oh that was it i found it i found it in my brain again fuck that's it the the one the one thing that i was shocked by actually shocked by cuz i stay i've stayed away from john wayne movies for a while i just i i he's a he's a cowboy in my mind just like Clint Eastwood is so i don't watch him in really anything else other than westerns if i do watch him so he, seeing him in a in a um in a in a World War II film is different for me because I just I've seen this in clips like like Brian said TMC and all that stuff or or whatever the the country old time fucking yeah, TMC, TMC. Turner, Turner Classic Movies yeah Turner Classic yeah yeah and TCM uh, TCM right. yeah is TCM okay that's close dyslexia Turner um, Movie Classics uh was he actually fucking dies I know I I laughed out loud when he just died. shot dead and I'm like wow mm-hmm. that's something I don't ever really see. That is one thing that was very interesting about that film is that yeah I understand it's he dies in this but da 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 you know all that crap it's just but like you know it's just I I get it but he actually dies I was expecting him to get shot in the chest to be like don't worry guys I'm John Wayne I will take this fucking Mount Sarabachi by myself while I have a bleeding lung shot you know, in my chest. It's okay. I'll smoke this pack of cigarettes of marble and we'll take this fucking hill. Like, that's what I was waiting for. But no, he's fucking dead. I'm like, all right, well, that was good at least. So glad he died. That's what you're saying. <laughs> like, like, like I shot in, shot in the chest. I'm glad John Wayne died. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Brian. It's funny you say that because, you know, the other war film he does three years earlier, they were expendable. The film ends with him exchanging his seat on a C-47 for a wounded soldier so he can go fight the nips in Bataan. It is very patriotic, like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm giving up my seat for a wounded man because I am not wounded. Mm-hmm. And then he's dead three years later. And the reason is is that because well, he has to, you know? Like, <laughs> if he doesn't die, this movie doesn't cement the American myth and ethos of, like, John Wayne being the the man, you know? This is literally gung-ho. The, the film about the Marine Corps Raiders made in 43, but John Wayne is now the lead and it's six years after the fact. They're constantly... You know, this is like the... Go ahead, go ahead. One go ahead. second. This is like the best World War II propaganda film, but it was made after the war. <laughs> you know, like, th- this is just everything that, you know, if they had a big budget for, um, with the Marines of Tarawa, this is what Hollywood would have made it into, you know? So this is just the, all that patriotic fervor is eclipsed in this and he has to die you know just john wayne dying first off oh my god but secondly it's like he is entombed (laughs) as the man and the man dies but he dies for a noble reason and even though he's dead come on we we got to keep going we got to take this island you know yeah we got we got to read a fucking letter for 10 minutes straight (laughs) in an active (laughs) combat zone he hasn't (laughs) seen his kids since 1938 but anyway you know hold on hold on it's funny you say that this is, you know, a, a weird, like, it, it is, because, like, right when it started, I don't know what that song is called, that Marine anthem. Um, the Marine hymn? Okay. 
Hey, hey, Mike. Mike, hey, can you repeat everything you just said? Your mic's going in and out. Yeah, just just start again. I think it has it, it stopped doing it. Okay. I just want to make sure because what you were saying was good. I right, liked right. it. That's why I stopped. No, it, it's so. just it's interesting that uh, you know you say that this is a it's a propaganda film, but after the war because yeah, I that song that Marine song um, I hear it so much in this movie. And uh, when the movie started, and I was like, oh, this this is going to be a recruitment film. You know, it's one of those, and uh, it absolutely is. But hey, guys, the war ended four years ago. Like you know, what is the <laughs> I guess gearing up for korea maybe i don't know so uh just uh what tweak it tweak it tweak it tweak again it which tweak way? it again it's doing it non-stop oh it's God, driving me dude. absolutely batshit nuts <laughs> you're gonna say it for the third time you're gonna be so like i'm not gonna say fucking... it for the third time I... <laughs> you get what you get dude um how does, how does it sound now uh, so far so good okay I'll let you know if it blows out. All right, sweet Idaho voice. Well, when I get some extra money, then I'm going to get a new one because I am absolutely sick of sitting here talking and all you guys saying, Mike, your microphone's fucking up. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing about it? Have you actually listened to it? Before? I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, so, yeah, it's fucked. Get, get one of these things. They're fucking amazing. Right. I'll do that. It's because, yeah, I'm just like, oh, my God, dude. I don't even because I, I don't know what to doing donate it. to the podcast to buy Mike in. <laughs> Get me a new microphone. This is a good time to talk about yeah. our Patreon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that still remains at zero. Your five dollars can help. Every thirty-seven <laughs> seconds, Michael's microphone fucks up. We want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Little white boys like Michael can have a microphone at work. <laughs> Please donate to the Idaho and microphone. When, when you donate five dollars, you can even help a small Dutch boy with his <laughs> microphone problems. <laughs> He's got his hands occupied in that dike. He's trying to hold back the water. He can't buy a microphone, <laughs> or you can, and you can help little boy. This is when he logs off and just leaves because he's like, "Fucking make me watch." He don't wear no movie. comfortable <laughs> shoes, but damn, does he need a microphone? Are you a director? <laughs> Are you Dutch? Do you want to be in a podcast? Well, send a letter to Mike B. <laughs> in 6969 Washington Way, Wisconsin. <laughs> There's only one street in Wisconsin. So. Only um, one. It runs all the way through it. <laughs> it's pretty long. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's the, it's the epitome for, like, you know, just all the propaganda films made during the war. Oh, and by the way, John Wayne wants to be the lead. So, Old it's ass just, John Wayne, yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, but, I don't know, late thirties, probably in this. Yeah. I think he was early forties by this point. Okay. His skin allows him to still be animated at this point in this film. <laughs> He's not like a pudgy Pillsbury doughboy walking around. His only expression is just sag. <laughs> yeah. You once know, you get into like, that, uh, that, um, longest day, uh, you know, green beret, John Wayne, it's kind of like, Ooh, what do you mean? Yeah. It's like Buffy <laughs> Elvis basically. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's late seventies Elvis. Yeah. yeah. A time, a land, Elvis. In a land without Botox. <laughs> Your I, face just set. It's Cur- Colonel Parker always, era Elvis. Yeah. I always confuse his death with Elvis and going, right. John Wayne's not the one who died. Shitting well, no, he late. <laughs> Like John Wayne. I know, I know that. I just when I, when I when I think about John Wayne dying, I'm like, my very first thought is the Elvis on the you toilet. Just, and I'm like, no, he died of a horrific cancer. Yeah. Because like, it was the seventies, late John Wayne looks like late Elvis because the collars are so high and shit. Like there's some, yeah. this great interview of him in like seventy eight. He's like smoking on his boat. He's got like a beige, like, you know, shirt on with like a white jumper. Mm-hmm. So I could see why. You know, We're in a leisure suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A great, like, you know, powder blue leisure suit. Yeah. Like, I, 
Yes. I, ju- I, I just went to, so the, the I latest hate rendition of, of what Nathan collects uh, is VHSs right now. And right now, I went to the store and I got like, I found like a, just a butt fuckload of John Wayne films on VHS. I got some of the ones that Brian mentioned earlier. I can't remember what the one he said. Uh, the, the, the Expendables and something else. and They were Expendable? I, yeah, I, I got that. I <laughs> the got Expendables on one. VHS is pretty rare. Really? <laughs> well, seeing as they came out in 2009, and, you know, oh, 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 the they stopped making VHS oh, tapes oh, right, in right, sorry, sorry, right, right. I thought you meant the real VHS. No, I don't. No, they were Expendable. No, um, but, like, I, I, I got a few of his Westerns on that, and that's what I've been watching, and it's like, Watching v- watching his color change just on VHS is disturbing. So you yeah, whis- like- whiskey and meat and steak didn't treat him very well. <laughs> no, all those combined, yeah, just like all yeah. at once. That's a hell of a yeah. meal. <laughs> the American diet, you know, right? So, 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 to, so to talk about this because I, I think, I think, Mike, I think you've talked about this. Mm. Um, uh, Ira Hayes and the other guys. Yeah, um, in this film. Yeah, Ira Hayes, uh, Renee Gagnon, and uh, Mike's. Uh, what's his name? Not Mike. Um, Bradley. Bra- yeah, John Bradley. Um, John Bradley. Uh, they they actually do appear at the end. They're the they're in the the group of the flag raisers, and they're in their actual positions um, that they thought they were at the time. Ira Hayes turned out to be the only one out of that surviving bunch who was in the photo, but. Um, yeah, he's the one. It's funny they they. <laughs> I love how they they pause, you know, so so they can get the photo, and they have a really strong fan blowing that flag, uh, one way. So it, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. So Ira Hayes is one of the guys that he's the guy who's who's like this at the very back with his hands up, and uh, so yeah, they were in the movie. They, they had a little cameo at the end there. So I, I think I think you've said something about how he fucking hated it. Well, I don't know about that. Um, I think the. Uh, Brian, do you have something to say about that? I have the passage from the book. Go for it. It's yeah. So I I, I remembered that they talked about this a little bit, and this is an excerpt, for, or this is a, a bit of a letter that Bradley sent to a friend of his who's an Easy Company, who's an Iwo Jima vet. Um, he said they didn't get us out to California to help make the picture. All that was a cheap publicity trick to get a little free advertising for the movie. Republic Studios is making the movie. We were out there only two days, and most of the time was spent fooling around. I think the only time we were uh, on screen was for about two shots. The flag raising only took about ten minutes of filming. If you think you will see real action like Iwo Jima by seeing the picture, I really think you will be sadly disappointed. Chief Hayes said that they have the picture so fucked up he isn't even going to see the movie. (laughs) So that kind of explains it. I remembered that, yeah. Yeah, Well said. Um, yep, that's pretty good. I mean, I've never heard, I've never read that. Um, Ira Hayes, man, that that poor fucking guy, dude. He just had a life. The real of MVP. Hell. Yeah. Well, he just had a life of hell after the war, too. I mean, he just he died as a you know an alcoholic. Uh, I think he, he he wandered off drunk onto you know out into the wilderness and just died of exposure. I think. And uh, yeah, just sad. there's the scene with him in flags were and all it's he's acted so great in that film but i forget the name of that actor but the guy from uh michael who's in, michael beach wind talkers. yeah just oh my god talk about so redemption well. dude like go from yeah. wind talkers to that you know well he actually but, wasn't bad in wind talkers no but, but it's a shit movie it wasn't his fault a, a, oh, as yeah. an actor yeah. he's not no bad. he's not a bad yeah. no, the movie sucks but like that's a great like redemption like oh, i can do actually yeah. a really good 
you know, World War II movie. Go ahead, Brian. You still talking. haven't watched it. Yeah. I still think it sucks. But um, the scene where he's in the <laughs> field and he's like, you know, you work in the fields and like the family stops in Sudan and like, look, an American hero. Right. It's like takes out the American flag. Like, yeah. And then immediately you know, the guy's like, lift the goddamn basket. You did this thing. Yeah. You did this thing on an island 10 years ago. Then what you're you're kind of known, but you still have a lot. You know, it's just you can do things that are fame that make you famous, but don't well give you fame and, and that. I don't know. It's just, that movie it's does sad. a great. The last act of that movie does a great job with showing that, like, you can be like, you know, the biggest hero for a fraction of a second. But then the next day you are just another you're just, you know, an average nobody again. Hero to zero. Right. That's yeah. Because that's what happens at the end. They talk about their post-war lives. It's like. You know, they just well. John Bradley was kind of they 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 show that he kind of wanted to forget about it all. But like Ira Hayes and Renee Gagnon, they just went off and became nobodies. You know, and nothing wrong with with going off and you know just living an average life or you know or having you know the sh- the shit end of the stick. That's just what happens to people. But it just goes to show that they didn't become you know huge celebrities afterwards. You know, an event is a time and place, mm-hmm. and it depends what you do with it after the fact. Because I do remember that Rene Gagon tried to like get all the things that were offered him during the war, and no one like cared, you know yeah. in the Pacific, yeah, with John Basilow, and it's like, oh, you know, John Basilow and this, John Basilow and that. Well, you know, again, you have a time and a place, and it's just yep. Once it's yeah. over, it's that was that's it. We all get fifteen minutes, so. Mm-hmm. Some people don't get to extend it. Anyway, I'd love to keep talking about Flags of Our Fathers because it's a much better film, but maybe, uh, you know, we should focus on the John Wayne film. (laughs) Well, I think I will say this. Flags of Our Fathers was, I think, really the next film to tackle the subject of Iwo Jima Mm -hmm. and the flag raising since this film cemented it as an American icon. I mean, the photo would always make it, you know, iconic but this film really cemented that fact you know four years after the battle seeing a a version of the flag raising oh i know that photo you know this is so visceral yeah and it's pre-korea it's pre-vietnam it's pre you know (laughs) damn (laughs) this uh you know (laughs) it's pre real cold war shit so it's this tail end of world war ii and really a public reacting to like you know an experience during the war Mm -hmm. so it's just it's interesting you know it's yeah. This film does a lot, even though it's so shitty. But a lot of shitty films that are just released in the right time and right place do a exactly. lot. Exactly. Like yeah, Nosferatu. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a really hard time watching that. But I respect it, and I know what it is, and I know it's time and place, and I know, oh my god, the, the door it opened for everything. You mean the, the original but, uh, Max Shrek yeah. film? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it, it's it, an it, academic experience. Yeah, well, just like the... <laughs> uh, what's the other one? Dr. Calibri's Cabinet? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, okay. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. That's hard to watch. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff like yeah. that from the past. I'm only going to say if Brian says it's hard to watch, then it's really hard to watch. Yeah. So like, Jesus. I'm just going to put a blanket statement on that. <laughs> but someday we need to watch some great, like, old B movies like Plan 9 from Outer Space or something. Oh, God. <laughs> Glenn or Glenn. I thought you were going to say, like, something different. Like, we should watch artistic movies like uh, Feel the Pomegranates. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go watch Stalker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go like, watch like, Peeping Tom. Yeah, let's go Not, watch Watching <laughs> Paint Dry. <laughs> that, that, that's an actual movie. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. it's a great story. Yeah, I, I yeah. know. Yeah, that is yeah. the UK it's a great one. story. Yeah. Um, this is what we'll do, Michael. You go get you go get a thirty rack, 
I'm gonna get a pound of weed and we're gonna go watch MSTK 3000. Okay, that's a little bit. So what? So what? Uh, that's right. You, I was about to say like the movie with the meatballs, and I realized you guys found out what that was—the Leviathans or whatever the fuck that thing was. No, not the what? Leviathans. Fuck the meatballs in the airport that eat people. It's a B movie. Like, oh, Langoliers. Exactly what I was Langoliers, dude. Loud, yeah. Langoliers. yeah, you couldn't remember the name of it. Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah, like, I thought that yeah. was a fever dream from my childhood. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Well, then we have the same fever dream, and that's fucking strange. Get out of my head. <laughs> I love Bronson Pinchot screaming Asshole. his head off. But uh, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. remember the CGI scene of like the like the uh, runway. Like, it's so bad. Yeah, get the, getting erased basically. Like waka 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 waka. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. bad. Um, Pac Man um, the movie by Stephen the, King. The <laughs> the. The the thing like there were a few things in this. I'm not talking about the acting. I'm, I'm gonna write that off. That's a box. That's a, in a box trope. I the thing the thing I really found it very interesting, um, and I I would have to say probably sad in a way, to for me is that I saw the encampment. I'm like, oh, that's like the Pacific, like the the pyramids with the elevated floors and the raised raised sides. Like yeah, because like because most of my exposure to to the Pacific is through media and stuff. Cause I don't do much reenact. Obviously being on the East coast, you can't really do that much Pacific theater reenacting. Um, or, or, and there's not that much interest in it. Um, and so seeing all that kind of stuff, like, unfortunately I'm like, Oh, that's like the Pacific. I'm like, Oh, right. Well, duh. But like, it just right. Yeah. But, it, but I thought I was really, I thought that was cool. You know? Cause, cause how many times have we seen the wrong thing? It looked like Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's... could have been Camp Pendleton or something. Right, right. It probably was Camp Pendleton, not too far away from where they shot Qualcomm uh, Diary. But as some of you know, I do have a pyramid fetish, and I love that opening shot. That was so nice to see all those pyramids and stuff. And yeah, it's four years after the fact. The pyramid is still, I think, the main squad tent. It's pre fucking. Uh, oh God, what are they called? The ones GP you have react. Yes, yeah. It's it's pre all that, you know. Yeah. And what's cool, the one nerdy bit I saw is that, so they're all OD tents, but all of them have khaki flaps on the top for the uh, for the wind flaps. It's like all of them. So it was interesting. They're all khaki topped. Um, that was neat. And also, so the divisions are all fucked up. They allude to the fact that they're in the second division, um, but the second division didn't go to Iwo Jima. Second division was on Guadalcanal and Tarawa, and then they went to Saipan Tinian, and then they did something in Okinawa, but they really didn't do anything in Okinawa. They did a diversionary operation. But so, unless they all ended up in the third or the, sorry, the fourth or the fifth, there's no way they would have been on Iwo Jima. So I don't know. They all got transferred in Hawaii to another division, but I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, um, you know, if we're going to talk about some of the. I don't know you call them inaccuracies or something like that. I have a quote. What were they using for those Amtrak's? Because those were not. Those were like they're LVT. They look, they're LVT fours. They looked weird to me. They didn't look like the standard. Even uh, the tanks. Even the tanks looked wrong too. The one tank I think is wrong, but I had to look it up to be sure. It's cool though. It's the flamethrower shirt. The giant thing. still has thing well, on the side. Yeah, it's, no, yeah, well, it yeah. still has a seventy-five. The giant thing on the side is the flamethrower. Right. Because they learned during the war that you want to be able to use your 75 still. Um, and they did some experiments where they used to turn the bow gun into a flamethrower. They did that on the Stuart. And then they had a lot of trouble where they couldn't get the pressure right and they would burn all the paint off the front of the tank and they'd set the tank on fire. Whoops. So they did this thing at the very tail end of the war, just after the war, where they would actually have its own flame thing in the turret and its own 75 as well. So you had both dualities. But no, the LVT-4s were all correct. 
and they jump out of uh well they're not the lvt ones you see for terra because they have that back doors but they use them like ones they're always jumping in and out of them um before i forget the these comment on this earlier nate so when they're at terra and like they have like all the you know it's a disneyland type of explosions and everything yeah i noticed there was a lot of like lines that ran through the water for like you know bullets Pipes. and when they have the scene where like the lieutenant's you know obviously <laughs> comically shot and he's lying dead like right in front of one of the uh tracks you can see like there's two holes in a pipe and like every yeah. few seconds you they're shooting air yeah, through yeah. them yeah yeah, it's it's, compre- uh, it's compressed oh, from the water it, and sand, but it works. It's, it's it looks great, but it was just funny because it, it was works. just like it was so it was so you know rhythmic. I'm look I'm looking for it's that. An, you know, like I'm I'm studying that, but to like someone in 1949 is going whoa. No, when I saw that, yeah, I was like, oh, that's an ingenuitive yeah. way to achieve that effect. You know, yeah. But that's but that's what you see in carnival rides, like in fucking mm-hmm. like Universal Studios mm-hmm. on the water rides, like. Literally, it, it, it's the same thing. I mean, there may been, it may not be the Iwo Jima ride, but you know, or the, the Iwo Jima ride. ride. <laughs> but, but, My name is John Wayne, and we're going yeah. to the top. Are you ready to take Mount Sarabachi? Get on that fifty, you little shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of uh, what past the line of demarcation? What is that at Disney? What's that giant mountain ride that's been there since like the fifties? I forgot what that's called. Small world after it's, it's, yeah, it's Mount Suribachi right, right, yeah. ride, yeah, going up and down the mountain. <laughs> Japs come out with fucking katanas, right? Just, ah! <laughs> Here we are, the canal kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Want a real war. It's then like it's, an, it's it's an animatronic John Wayne. So it's like, yeah, you want to see a real what 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 world? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Max Headroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, John Wayne's malfunction again. Well, t- hello there, little bu- 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 a- after bu- the <laughs> after the first firefight, he's smoking. He goes, "What a cigarette kid!" and hands it to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna have AI generate that John Wayne uh, Iwo Jima carnival ride. The John Wayne Disney ride. Okay, yeah. kids. Brought to you by Marvel. Hey, yeah. riding in a fucking a- LVT. A- yeah, you have to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, Nancy, you're on the 50 cal. Yeah. Better let those nips get us. Your hearing damage is not Disney related. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of gators, they're Longlands torpedoes. Sorry, they're coming sorry, right at us. Sorry, they're not nips. They're they're lemon colored characters. That was an interesting line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's a new one. I lost my mind on that. That made me laugh so hard. Well, it's five years after or four years after whatever. Uh, you know the war, so you I can't be totally wh- offensive. Well, I think that's so. even. I think that's worse than like they're not jabs zips or slants or japs. They're you know? yeah. I heard that. I'm like, oh, that's a that's Whoa, a new Brian, one. Slow it down there, okay? <laughs> we did have a reenactment this year where we fucking did a Pacific event. I know. I heard every yeah, name in the book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then yeah, when they'd say that, and I'd be like, the guy that you're capturing is white. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it's just, yeah. it's just <laughs> practical effects were good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, going back to that, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I still can't get <laughs> the fucking terrible Iwo Jima ride out of my it's mind. It's pretty now. good. That's that's pretty good, AI yeah. of that, and you know, post it on the Facebook page. But no, I, I, um, again, like th- that was the only thing that I was actually kind of shocked by. You know, we're used to the age of oh, what was that movie? Oh, it was one we did with Dave Holland, um, Black and White, Guadalcanal uh, Diary, Guadalcanal, Guadalcanal Diary, Diary. They didn't have any Arasakas or uh, machine guns. They actually they had, had Lewis type, guns and Thompsons. They have a, they have a Type ninety nine and an Arasaka. 
They yeah, they do have real Japanese in firearms yeah. in this film, yeah. Yeah, except yeah, they fire think? at fucking 1,500 rounds per minute cyclic. <laughs> well, that, well, all those little Jeff? flashes is just a propane. Yeah. Yeah. I know what it is, problem. but it's but fucking yeah. retarded. Yeah. <laughs> machine guns, I did learn this year after facing one, have an incredibly high rate of fire. Like not fifteen hundred rounds, but not, but not that. I no, not Mike that. Gay, but, but still, yeah. like, it, I don't know. There, it was until you hear it. It's I don't know. I was very surprised. So yes, that's totally wrong. It's too high. But in reality, like they have a crazy staccato that like is nothing like a Western battlefield, like a Western front battlefield in World War Two. Yeah, it's it a just, Type nines. The Type Elevens are fucking rat a tat tat well, slow. All, but but like all of them. I don't know. It just. It's very strange. Um, I have a question. If anyone saw it, maybe I should say it for IMFTB. But I saw thirty cows with like a nose. That I saw that too. Like, yeah, thirty cow like a military blank adapter. Oh, that's the okay. That makes one. sense. Yep, 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 yep. I yep, saw yep, some yep. grand blank adapters. I too saw those. Looked too, like yeah. the bad Hollywood yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was a, at least one guy with VAR. He was like, "They're over there." <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was just firing a semi-auto. Yeah. Which, yeah. to, to be fair, he did say right before that, I'm I'm low on ammo. So maybe he was just conserving yep. his rounds. Well, with the seawall, there's a guy that's actually charging it by his Oh, own. really? He's like bolt action yeah. firing the BAR. Yeah. yeah. This is the most amount of, like, carbine, or sorry, I should say, yeah, no, carbine, this is a carbine scene on the, when they're climbing Iwo Jima. The guy, the lieutenant just, like, opens up with a carbine. Yeah. And the then in front John of Wayne throws the grenade. Yeah. There's a part um, on the hill where a, uh, one of the, Japanese extras comes out and stabs a guy, and then a guy comes up with a BAR and from like a foot away yeah. fires like three rounds into him. I was like, is that a, a blank into that guy? Like, Jesus Christ, that's dangerous. Well, if you think about like Battlegrounds does a good job of what they're doing, but you it's all done in a sound stage. Mm-hmm. So like the, the gunplay is it's acceptable, you know. But like this, I have not seen this many blank adapted rifles in the 40s in this movie than like anywhere else. Cause it's always Thompson's and MP40s and everything, but the CBAR and a carbine and a grand blank adapted and working is, uh, that's surprising. Yeah. There were you no know? Thompson's. I didn't see a single. Yeah. yeah I was about no, to say no, that. I don't uh, think there were any Thompson's. Yeah. Well, it's the Marine Corps. They don't have money for that shit. You know, I, I, I was, I was also going to say like, I know there were some flailing of arms and stuff like that. Some, but there were some, pr- just let me finish. I got to get hit in the face. I saw some, extras not the actors not the extra not the b-grade extra actors the extra like stunt guys in the back there was one guy who did a dolphin dive in, into, off like, the a amtrak foot of water. yeah i saw that too yeah. I, I rewound there that f- there were some really interesting hits yep. in the backgrounds that were really some well good done stunt, by stunt yes. guys some good yeah. stuff i hope they got but, paid but like but actors were like i punched my last ticket oh Ugh. yeah dude they're the talent like, yeah well, no, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're right. There were, now that I'm thinking about it, like, especially on the beach on Iwo Jima, if you look at it as they're advancing, yeah. there's Even a bunch Terra, of guys that just kind of do a little jump and just, cr- they just crumple. Yeah. There's yeah. some really good Tarawa extras that took hits really well. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's surprising in 49. Yeah. Like, in the propaganda films that we've seen during wartime, it's very much, Whoa! Well, there's a like, pretty like decent diary, chance uh, that at least a couple, a couple of those extras were combat vets. There's a pretty right. decent chance at that point. Pre- pre- hey, are you ex-military? Do you need a job? Yeah. 
Well, maybe like, be a ten bucks know. a day. <laughs> fucking yeah. Yeah. Some of them yeah. might have been National Guard who were hired to do it. I mean, that happens. That happened a lot. You know. Yeah. So that could be. Well, case. it was again. It was very impressive on that wide shot when John Wayne's like, "All right, everybody, get it up and keep your distance." And it's just like they're gaggle fucking like a giant thing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like that movement of people was really impressive on film camera. And I will say the explosions of the palm trees in Tarawa when they're moving up, like there's a guy who was crushed by a tree yeah, or a yeah. fake or a fake tree. I don't know. But still would hurt it, like a motherfucker. It still would hurt. Even if it's covered in rubber with a wooden pole with a small beam inside, yeah. it still fucking hurt. My point is, is like that stuff was very interesting to see. And again, like I said earlier, that's what really makes this bearable to watch and want to rewatch it for those well, moments. I'm not, oh, geez, I'm not, yeah. there it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm not I know it's for, good. I know this I'm is hard Nate for, to edit, but I think it's going to help. I didn't notice fine. the palm I'll, tree. I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to incorporate it in there. The, and, the, the thing is, the, truck too, the, the thing the is, it's like, I'm not watching this for John Wayne. I'm not watching this for, 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 you know, historical craziness. It's like, I'm, I'm watching it because it's a post, just post-war war film. I also do and like how when they're on the, when they're on the beach, they have the tan side out. That's a nice little detail, even for the That time. was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. That's funny. Like, you know, it's great, though, when you... I, this is some of the stuff that I do yearn for when I, like, watch war movies. Is I love some of these old battle scenes where you can just tell it's, like, 7 million extras, and they have, like, 20 million squibs and effects going off in the background. You know yeah. that they just held this camera there for, like, 10 minutes straight. That guy. There yeah, he, he is. Just does the, does oh, go back. Yeah. Go back a little bit, Brian. I guess I missed that the first time. Well, yeah, he just goes, Whoop! and you see him, he flips over, then he's on his back once he's laying in the water. Boom. Oh, Ooh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Look, it's not, not that it's, deep it's either. Look. not even like a foot deep. <laughs> yeah, a flip. Fuck. What he does is he lands on his shoulder, on his back shoulders, and he Yeah, flops. yeah. But it's very, I, I, might be able to, I might be able to sneak this past YouTube. Son of a bitch is tough and full Marine get up and everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's some very interesting hits and stuff during the Tarawa stuff. What's funny it's, though, it's cool. Like from a Tarawa impression, like perspective, these kids are great. Like they're missing P42s, but like if any of these guys were reenactors and went to a terror event, they'd be like perfect stitch Nazi guys. It, it's it's funny. <laughs> like again, because it's 49. Um, there is there was one guy wearing a P44 tunic, one of the flamethrower dudes, but. Uh, Whatever, but it's just funny, you know. When you make it so close to the events, it's very hard. I mean, well, what am I saying? But it's if you really try, it's very hard to not get it. Yeah. Um, so. I, I I forgot about those trees falling over like that. They probably. I hope that was meant to happen because if it wasn't, then it probably injured numerous people. But uh, if it if it wasn't, they were like, we're not we're not put we're not leaving that out of the movie. We're putting that crap in yeah. there. <laughs> And this just makes me want to keep working on my terror movie. Yeah. It did look like that. I mean, they did a pretty good job with that set. You know, yeah, they really tried. You could see that they, you know, watched a lot of original footage. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed too was interesting was how cl- nice the stocks and the Garands are. These these rifles would have had to come out of storage or something. Because, like, if you look at some of the close-up shots when John Wayne or one of the other guys is talking, the wood is immaculate. Mm. Like... That's e funny. Mac, you lit. That's funny. This is cut down from the one I just watched on Pluto. 
There are um, longer shots, or the or maybe the film's just better rezzed, and I can actually see through that smoke. There was yeah. a lot more in that shot going on on the res. I, I thought, before I forget, I thought about this too. The scene where the fucking flamethrower guy gets hit and goes down the hill. Oh my god. Yeah. Fucking back surgery intensive, yeah, dude. That, oh oh my fucking god. Hopefully it was empty by There's that no time. Sense, yeah, it doesn't oh. matter. What does it matter? It fucking Oh, I know, I know. Um steel cage on your back. Go go fall off. Well, maybe <laughs> here's the thing. I think the parts where he's actually using the flamethrower, I bet that was an actual military guy that uh they got to do that. Because you can tell it's real. Oh, hell yeah. you, know, you can tell it's a real it's a real one. Oh, it's a real person and it's a real metal chunk but of like, steel on but someone's back. What I was going to say was I went for that shot right there. I wouldn't be surprised if they could, okay, get a rubber one out and have the stunt man fall down the hill because he's not using See, it they, at that point. They didn't that, that make rubber rigid, duckling though. training aids for flamethrower. That's a real flamethrower. I mean, I don't know what they did back then for, for that. Maybe that was, that is an actual thing, but he's not actually shooting it in the part where he falls down. So who knows? No, no, but I, I do agree with Brian. It may not I mean, I agree with both of you in a way. I'm just speculating. I'm think, not saying that's what I happened. think that is a backbreaker of a fucking... Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, those stunt guys, you know, they'll, they'll do insane things. Oh, Dude, yeah. I, I watched... I, again, I'll, I'll call back to uh, one of my childhood things. I used to watch Zorro from 1953. Those stunt guys did not get paid very much, and they got fucked yep. And that's why um, there's some incredible shots just for a Disney TV show. That's why, like, like oh man, that's why anytime you go like and, and see footage from like the 1980s of you know uh, old stuntmen from the industry in their like 70s, they're they're just they look like they're about to just fall into pieces. You know, right. go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Um, well, I was watching Mike Birch's or sorry, Sergeant Birch's uh, exploits on Cape Gloucester. Mm-hmm. I remember when he took out those nip bunkers. But um, what <laughs> I do you was call sleeping it? during all this shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Fucking, I'll have to read your citation for your Bronze Star. You just blocked it out of his mind. Yeah, well, he saw too much action, you know. But um, I totally lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> That flamethrower stuntman. <laughs> that was John Wayne diving down the hill. I mean, I that, was totally that was totally not put, John Wayne. That, that was a fucking pudge roll if I've ever seen one. It's not even John Wayne when during the fist fight scene. If you notice that, like, there's shots where it's a stuntman with black oh, hair really? during the, the fist fight scene. Yeah, that he has oh. with the guy. I was like, oh my god, really? You want a fisticuffs? Just want to say I hate your guts. <laughs> what do you say, partner? Like I just like he he even walks like this. <laughs> like when he's walking like down like the thing. Like what do you say? L- do your left and right dance. What's movement, interesting, you know, is that like, they even oh, try to recreate the air filters on the original bunker. They're T shaped. Mm-hmm. On the fucking prop bunker, they're T shaped. So again, they they really did try. Well, uh, the, if you look at the the the. The um, stock footage they're intercutting with, they have like those ladders and stuff like that. I think that that's what they're trying to emulate. Oh yeah, that specific Literally, spot. Yep. It's all it's all an emulation of the Bunnyman footage mm-hmm. from with the Marines Terawa. I I think Terawa is a whole lot. This is just this is just me saying this now though. It's like I think Terawa in this film is this should be called the Sands of Terawa, not that's the Sands of Iwo said. Jima. I understand why, and this was something. And I know you said earlier. I was going to say it in the beginning in this sense was. What's more known, and Brian's hit on it as well. It's like, what's more known, Iwo Jima or Tarawa? 
duh. Yeah. Like, we're going to make it to Sands of Iwo Jima. And the thing is, it's like, this could be a standalone movie. Um, and I think it should have been for Terua. Personally. Cut out that entire first act. Um, oh, yeah. my God. I... Um, and, and I know and I, and I I know you said that, Mike A. I'm not taking no, that away from you. I, I was also of the same mindset as well. I just I didn't say it fast enough. It's all good. <laughs> it's, a tr- yeah. it's a tragedy. That's all we have for a terror movie. You know? Um, it's well done for what it is. Don't get me wrong, but like that's it. That and the the movie from the '60s that steals that part and then has a you know a name with tarot in it. But yeah, you know the Iwo Jima sections or whatever. But this the t- the best part about this film is the tarot. Don't sections. worry, Brian. I'm real fucking happy right now. Yeah. <laughs> nice timing. <laughs> Thanks. Who shot him? Oh yeah, it was that. Someone in a spider hole. That squared off sand spider hole yeah. about 10 feet away. Was it just you know? me or were all the BAR gunners in this film a bunch of fucking dipshits <laughs> that kept leaving their fucking weapon? And like, oh, I guess I'm out of ammo. I didn't realize that. <laughs> well, no, that's because that guy's Greek. No, oh. no, no. no. Well, that, well, that, that, hey, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll, Irishman. All right. uh, Nate, I know you too well. That's a good thing to do. So. <laughs> Oh, I put too many gyros in this pouch. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I will say this though: while we're on the BAR topic, the BAR is a great fucking like the nice, you know, World War One flash hider, like what what you should see for Marines and thermal. Ooh, War that II. is a really big Hollywood blank adapter. Or well, I thought yeah. that was an M14 oh. when I saw it. <laughs> it's the World War One wow. style uh, flash hider that's been blank adapted. Okay, that is really long. The World War, yeah, the World War One long boy. That's what they used when they didn't have the uh, bipod. Mm. It's just a really uh, long boy. Um, I could. I'm sorry, but like I can't get over. So I was getting, you know, vibes of uh, Stalag Stalag 17 when it came to like some of these characters. Like I was yep, waiting yeah. for. I was waiting for you I'm to just comment like, on that. I was waiting. I was gonna say it, but I was waiting for you to be like, "Well, you know, hey man, how about the little." Don't hit! Don't hurt those precious little fish. Right, there. I'm just like shut right, up. The, like, the, the quote comedic relief of the film. It's just he's just annoying. Whenever I share the original posters or like trailers for that film, and it's like always a comedic bombastic film, everyone's like, "Fuck you, <laughs> Starlog Seventeen is not a comedy." Yes, is. <laughs> I'm like, "Well then, look at the original fucking like funding." It's like we uh, had so many people say really? that. So many. Brian and I were like, "Did they think we were talking about another movie?" No, no. They're like, "It's not a comedy. It's serious." And no, it's it like, <laughs> look at the look at the marketing. Look at what it was. There's a know? part where a guy gets like, you know, gets hypnotized to think his friend is a fucking like hot woman. Betty Grable. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, like, um, Betty Grable. Be- Betty Grable. But uh, say so it probably will be better than all of the uh, POW sequences in the Mighty Eight that's coming out or Masters of the Air. <laughs> But we'll have to uh, see. <laughs> see about that. Um, Michael, I, uh, you don't have high I, hopes, I have, Nate. I, I, I hope. I hope I'm wrong. Okay. Red tails in England. It just. It just. Uh, I don't know. This is a fucking. We're not going Wait, there. you don't know? No, we'll see in the future. But uh, you know, I, I'm gonna slap you. For one here. thing that was with like the comic relief guy in this movie was strange though because he kept like saying like like homoerotic things. It was it's like his first scene. He's like, look at this handsome guy right here. He's gonna be a movie star. And then later on, he's like, oh, you guys got your shirts off. Ooh la la. It's like what? <laughs> 
guys got any crayons? Yeah. It's like, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah, you're, oh. people from New York do sound like they're fucking retarded. <laughs> like, ever since ever since whoever said that and brought that up, I'm like, oh my God, that's... Every time I hear somebody from New York, was, yeah, I'm from New York. I'm like, oh, you're retarded. It's, be- it's because you talk like a toddler. Why else would you talk that's like right. that? Yeah, you got the pusher... Uh, Pusher uh, voice. The pusher. Yeah, Brian, Brian, why are you doing this? I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I didn't know. You suck on a fucking pacifier until you were 10? What the fuck is wrong with your your, your fucking vocal development? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. And Michael, I'm still waiting for you to take the flag off your wall and tell me how to fold it right. Because I didn't, I didn't, you didn't get, get the it the first three, three times. times. No, no, I want to. I want you to, to learn me. Again I thought that I was like, like, oh, just, just fucking jerking off America's dick right here, you know? Oh my god, <laughs> cup in the balls. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is how you fold a flag. I'm gonna raise it in Tokyo. <laughs> I was just gonna fucking say that. <laughs> yeah, that was really that was really yeah. well done. You're gonna <laughs> die. That's what you know when you see something like that. God. I need a button with that, with Michael saying that. You're going to die. You're going to die. I was waiting for the, the, the uh, what's his name? Crowley? No, not Crowley. Fuck. I said in the beginning of the goddamn movie. Said, the kid, the guy, the guy who was like trying to, the kid. Which the guy forgettable character? Let's see. You know. Conway? The, 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 the Conway. Conway. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, the, little the kid boy, of the guy you, of the son of the person. Well, did, yeah. did you listen to the little voice? No. And I was like, sniper in yep. the face. <laughs> sniper in the face. Die. Die right now. And then, but it was John. So it was, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I That's wish you. I could, I wish I could meet some American speaking broad all the way in bumfuck New Zealand. I forgot after two years. about that. That's what I was, I was like, shouldn't these guys have uh, accents or these ladies? I mean, yeah. I, I forgot. And, and then about knock that. her up on the first couple like rounds right. and then just I'm a father. I, I, I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, I was dude, like, it was, why it was one of the... is no one sounding like, you know, they beat a kangaroo on the evenings? Like just, you know. <laughs> that was nice though. You never hear about that. Because the first and the second were in New Zealand. The first was there for like five weeks and fucked off to Guadalcanal. But the second was there for a very long period of time. There were two regiments that were there for like over a year. And then um they go to Hawaii after that. So it was nice to see New Zealand, but totally, totally wrong. You know, and New Zealand, New Zealanders have very, very, very distinctive accents, more so than um, Australians. And uh, let's finish it with this. You know, the war was going on. There's so many people were not home because they were fighting the war. When the first Marine Division went to Australia, they found that there was a lot more women than men. And that was a very, you know, good thing to be when you were 18-year-old Marine in another country. But New Zealand was like tenfold because it's such a small country. So, like, not only were there, like, no men, like, these women were way hornier than Australians. So it's just kind of funny, like, you know, guys always would score in New Zealand. It was very hard not to score in New Zealand. You always hear about, like, the crazy sex, you know, craved Commonwealth public. But, like, no, no, no. New Zealand was, like, really fucking horny. So it's something funny that comes up in memoirs. I, I was going to say, and this is, and I'll just say this. If you're going to have women in Australia or New Zealand, at least make them sound like Dave. Because <laughs> it would be that combo of American and Australian and no one knows what, or Alabaman and Australian and no one to know what it is until you're halfway through a pod with him. And you go, oh, that's why my brain's confused. Australian. Oh, my God, dude. His I love his accent, but it confused me for, like, the first, like, hour because I was late that day. <laughs> like, oh, my God. We got to have Dave back on. Are you Southern or are you Australian? I can't 
picture it yet. <laughs> um, should we jump into IMFTB? So, yeah. I think I think I think I think we've we've exhausted a nineteen forty nine movie pretty well so far. Good uh recall though um, about the, all the uh, extras and stuff. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, they that. deserve some some acknowledgement. Yeah, the guy that like doesn't can't see colors anymore because you're hit with a fucking palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> can't see colors anymore. <laughs> R.I.P. to that guy's uh that guy's like, John Wayne. Just thanks. Me. I just want to see purple again. What is that? Uh, what was that freaking uh, um, epic? Uh, you know, war film from like the late fifties, done by um, uh, Stanley Kubrick. Not, I'm not talking. It's it's like Rome or something like that. Uh, no, no, no. It's like a Rome. No, 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 no. No, it's no. like a Roman like <laughs> kind of thing. It's like a Roman I've, Spartacus. I think so. Yeah, but there's a part where yeah. there's a part in it where there's it's one of those things where you, oh you oh you weren't on that episode that that's part. yeah i was like we just yeah, did Spartacus. Yeah, sorry i wasn't yeah, on that Spartacus, one but uh, yeah. I, if i'm thinking about the right thing Spartacus. there's a scene in it where there's it's one of those battlefields it's one of those those battles where you have like two billion extras and uh, there's a part where yeah. these guys are dragging this big log that's on fire and uh and, yeah. and it jumps and it lands on one of the extras <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like rolls over him and it's like yeah. oh my god i hope that guy's okay remember we, we talked about that with sean and sean was like why why do they have why that? does every movie need fucking flaming rolling things like yeah. no this is that's no, a that's a that's a movie thing that was a great battle besides that that's very well shot battle and killed by a very giant brick. flaming hot dog right so I'd rather be killed on a Kubrick set than killed on a Wayne set. I found some great posters for this. I found a great Japanese poster. That Jap- dude, the Japanese posters you pull out for the older I've noticed movies, that you I do that. Wish I could put. I wish I could put them out there, like as a cover art. But there's no English on them, so it's like it's harder to. Still, do. sometimes they do. That lot, yeah. Most of the time, they say it in English, like in the corner. It's like, normally yeah. the 1960s, 1970s ones that you pull out that make yeah. me laugh. Like the one for oh, they're so great. 60s the one, one for this one was great. I, uh, yeah, the Japanese great. one for this one. Just is found awesome. one I quite like. This liked. sucks. <laughs> this one blows. This yeah. is this is awful. But the the Japanese Foreign ones are like amazing. Are always better. Yeah. You know? Sands of <laughs> Sands of John. Jesus carried an MP40 with a BAR belt. I know. Fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's great. Wait, I saw, I, the, the, I found one that's funny. Uh, I saw, shared it in the uh, Scuttlebutt chat. Jesus. Okay, let me take a look. It's funny. Look, Scuttlebutt has it. Looks it. Like it, was, it was funny to hear that so many times in this oh as well. Oh, my God. Looks like it was done with colored pencil. We should find the most bombastic poster to post with this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to use that one? I'll use, use that Wayne, one. Yeah. Find the craziest one John you can Wayne's find. John Wayne's leathery, yeah. wrinkled face. <laughs> 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 looks like an old catcher's mitt. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, i am fdb so I'm december FDB. 14th 1949 wow mm. christmas uh, gotta have these okay. what's this gun no idea it's a brining high power i think so i, think I thought it was a tt33 yeah yeah a st- uh for for audio podcast uh 1911 star model b um, <laughs> click on that Those photo. were not A3s. Those were O3s. Jamie. Right, so click on what? Click, also, really quick, that cooking in a helmet bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, never mind. I don't want to waste time on that. Let's just go down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
What, what am I clicking on, Brian? I just wanted to see the Mortarman position again quickly. Well, there's a better picture of it down. Oh, okay, so. down down below, yeah. Uh, so Mike Mike says it's not an A3, which I agree. Yeah. The only only way to tell in that photo is if it has a stamped um, floor plate, but there's no way to tell. Uh, yeah, you can't tell. Yeah, M1 Grands. No I like how on IMFDB, for some reason, they always have to like put a separate photo for the one with the bayonet on it. I don't know why they do that. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so you, see, you see all the khaki tops? I was going to ask Oh, yeah, you, on the tents. Um, Brian, yeah. what are the ca- are those are those the top, like the, the canvas khaki tops? Yeah. Or are they actually like a hard structure? Because that looks like a hard structure to me. I mean, I did think about that, too, because sometimes when they had those long encampments, because these things are they're tents, but they're permanent. You know, right? Yeah, they have floors and everything. You do see things like that. This is being Camp Pendleton. It's hard to say. I mean, you see I things think, like that in Korea. It could be right. plywood. It's yeah. very, very possible. Because I mean, I, I, the only reason why I think it's not is it straight that? on the bottom for all of them. Well, because like if you look at, I'll, I'll zoom in here. If you look at this one, see how these are very sharp angles all the way through. There's yeah. no variations. This run right here makes me think it's pulled taut. There's a line here. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just really well pulled taut, but I don't know. I feel like if they were solid plywood tops, you wouldn't be able to open up the tops because they, that was the whole point of having the canvas yeah. tops is to open up for ventilation. If you have a plywood, it top, works really well. You can't open anything. Yeah. No, it saved our ass in, uh, in combat camera. I, um, I was thinking to myself, that's what it's probably 16 to 20 tents today. That's three grand a tent. If you're lucky. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, in a movie like this, there's going to be a million shots. Oh, of that's this right. Thing. And oh, that, yeah. like, that mongoloid dude who just plowed the M1 Grand all the way through and pulled it through the dummy like a spear. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. <laughs> I, I, I love that. It's just like, oh, I have big strength. <laughs> Mongo stab. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Blazing saddles. <laughs> oh, really? Where the white women at? Um, yep, the M1 carbines. Radio is cool. SCR three hundred, yeah. Now is that Ira? That looks like Ira. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's Mike Strength in the center. I think that's three. Not Mike. I keep saying Mike Strength. Bob. It says it right below the fucking yeah. in the caption. John oh. uh, Derp. Uh, what's his name? Renee Gagan. Yeah, Renee Gagan. And then John yeah, Bradley. John Bradley. Gagan's on the left. I yep. Because right. he looks really strange. Yep. Uh, you risk nine. <laughs> so I that's what people you. call it. I've heard that so many fucking times. What? Ariska? The Ariska. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're missing an A. Yeah. Uh, I know. <laughs> the, it's funny that the Japanese helmets, at least that one, is has a, a, a anchor on it. So at least it has an that. anchor on. But these look like M. These look like M1 M1 helmets with just. They're like a little smooth. Yeah. everything covered in the. They're definitely not Jap helmets. Covered in lacquer. They don't look like M. The one on the left. Well, the one on the left looks like an M one. Absolutely with the yeah. rim. But they, the other ones are like the civil defense helmet things. They're because they th- those flared out like that at the bottom. They had a bunch mm-hmm. of them. They have a pretty extreme flare though. What do you mean? No, the I was saying that they had a bunch ones. of different models. If you look, 
the, uh, the amount of civil defense helmets, those look like post-war civil defense helmets, too. That's the, what I was going to say. They, they don't look... But the, the like Japanese Korea. were so fucking weird with their, their civil defense helmets. There were so many different styles, liners, etc., like configurations. It was insane. Um, but yeah, those are definitely not Type 90s. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. The, the Japs that were on Tarawa, there was an SNLF unit, and there was 100 uh, aviators who they lost their planes, and there was about 100... Uh, Japanese seamen that were there, and you find a lot of photos. They're still wearing their white khakis, and when they were killed. So that's um, made to look like it's got a dent on it. What the it fuck? Looks like a tie helmet, or oh, no, 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 no. oh, dude, it could be a civil defense helmet with the rim cut off. That's what it reminds me of. Like yeah, you know those white fucking... CD helmets. No, the the top's not the right shape. Just how big the dome is, or it's homemade. I mean, I, I, that, I, I'm actually—I was literally just going to suggest that—that that it's some fucking weird. It looks like a fucking mixing bowl. I'm not <laughs> shitting you. Yeah, like when <laughs> they turned the FJ helmets in the colanders and shit after the. Well, war. Uh, the Japanese yeah. have a total screen time of two minutes in this movie, so they're like, "Who cares?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. I read an interesting review where they said that you know Japanese in the American mind are like sneaky. Or deceptive until Tor 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 comes out in 1970. Mm. So like you you get the roles where it's like you know this, and then you have Tor 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 come out. Where you see both sides. Hell, the Pacific kind of like does that, but not really. Mm. Bai. That one looks th- looks shorter, but uh... well, it's what it's what you. Supposed to do you take off all the accessories? So it looks more like a rifle than it does a BAR. That's that's what a BAR muzzle looks like with just no sight right. protector or no nothing on it. And this is the earlier style. Um, and no, and no, no bipod. Um, yeah, mount flash hider thing. The BAR, the Marine Corps BARs are very strange during the war. They they don't get like standard A twos until Peleliu or later. Most of the BARs they have are like Navy BARs that have been like cobbled together. So they have these crazy like variations, um, and each campaign is different. Like the Guadalcanal BAR is a little different than the Cape Gloucester BAR, um, or the Bougainville VAR and stuff. So you see a crazy amalgamation of like World War One handguards and World War Two lowers and and things like that. And it's not till very later on, but these BARs are very correct for what a Marine BAR could have been or would have been in 1942, 43. Um, just a mix of random shit. I love those early flash hiders, the long ones. That's the World War One style. Yeah, that's the conical BFA. Yep. Yeah, that was that was for the nineteen nineteen. Yeah, that 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 whole cone. And the M one's got a BFA on it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so shocked. That's not never, terrible though. No, I'm yeah. shocked you'd never seen one, Nate. Um, uh, no, because I see him a lot in the hobby. Well, it's cone. funny. I actually have never seen the cone ones. I've always ever seen the uh, the ones over the last 15 years because we didn't really have that many 30s within my unit until about 10, I think maybe five to 10 years ago, we started getting a whole bunch because we had a bunch of surplus that came in to the States at that point. And at that point, uh, Reverend Armory was making uh, the internal integral screw-on BFA caps. These that are you the can style. put in within the housing. So yeah, they, they fit into the interior. Yeah, like yeah. Point, what seven nine eight or nine whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, um, for the three hundred eight. But this is the style that works. If I'm not mistaken, with the nineteen oh nine wax blank. 
and this is the one that you're supposed mm. to use. But I remember okay. seeing them a lot in the hobby when I started, like late aughts. I might have seen them in the late aughts, but my memory doesn't go back that far to something I didn't own or use. So like, I just don't. I yeah. just, like, we didn't have that many at that point. I think. Well, we didn't have a thirty in my you, unit until I think the mid to early teens. Do you remember the ray gun BFAs or carbines? Yeah, because I still <laughs> fucking see them. They are awful. They, but like they the are, really bad Swedish ones that were like huge. the the ones that are orange. And they look like a fucking well. There's like one G forty one dildo like an actual on the end of it. Gun. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But the this yeah. and that were, were both very common, like around the same time. I saw reenacting. when I started reenacting in no seven oh eight. I saw them, yeah. and then events were really clamping down on that, mm-hmm. and they said no more of the dildo. <laughs> carbine blank yeah. uh, blank adapters now everyone uh makes it so their their m1 carbines only blank only and they internally tap it the barrel yeah which i don't have i don't do enough of a role for me to have to tap my carbine there's no reason yeah. so i'm not gonna ruin something yeah no i'd rather thing. just i'd rather go to the range i go to the range more with my carbine than actually take my carbine out of an event so not nah, good that's what that is uh 1919 yeah oh, i've never seen mike b i don't know what this one is can you tell me what this one is um, <laughs> is that a, it's a howitzer uh, right uh, they're really powerful is that an mg42 <laughs> i think it is it looks like an mg42 might be on terawa that's so weird well yeah it's the holes in it. it's the it's the 34 yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no 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 it's a dishka it's a dishka. Sorry. I don't know. That's not a dishka. <laughs> that, that looks I like know a where a dishka is. That's not Mike, Mike B., I'm sorry I pulled you out what you're looking up for that. <laughs> that, was, that was worth it. Oh, no. It's, it's totally fine. I knew what you were doing, and that's why I played <laughs> yeah, into it. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's a Browning M2, everybody. It's okay. Everyone, don't worry. It's a Browning M2. See, everybody's like... single movie. Everybody's like, done. John Moses Browning gave us the 1911. No, 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 penis. He gave no. us the fucking M2 heavy barrel. Yeah. That's what he fucking gave us. Yeah. The 1911 is yeah. an inadequate piece of shit. <laughs> that fucking thing is still in service all around the world and will be for years. Yeah. So go fuck yourself, 1911 fanboys. End of, end of fucking <laughs> rant. John Browning's MG34 will always live on. Yep. Such a good gun. <laughs> um, I, I really liked seeing an actual Type 96 in this. That was really cool. Was at it that a 96 point, or a 99? I think it's a 99. But I don't know the, my Jap machine guns very well. Like the I do difference German, is the caliber. So. so is that really the only difference? I thought yeah. it was also yeah six five versus ninety nine. No, it's pretty. They had no, they had that, and then they had the fucking um. Oh, uh, what's the it hop? Called? The hopper one. The, the type eleven's yeah, the hopper fed one, and the type ninety six is the six five, the top fed uh magazine, and the type ninety nine is the seven seven top fed one. The ninety six ninety nine are same gun minus caliber. And that type eleven is the is the left hand hopper feed gun. That's really awesome. I Didn't wish I owned. They, is that the same hopper fed one that had the the like almost it shoots stripper like stripper clips? The, yeah. No, no, no. Well, yes, I know that where they had the little hopper and you you you. I love take, how that thing works. You t- put it in stripper clips so. and you put that in. It malfunctioned like a motherfucker. Yeah. But the the one I'm thinking of is uh. It's never from Call or what, Metal what, what, what like the Breda 37 uses those long sticks. Oh, the they use those? yeah. Type ninety two heavy machine yeah. gun. Thank you. Okay. I knew that I, yeah, I knew they used a straight a straight out tray. Well, no, no, it's, the Brita the Brita's not a Hotchkiss strip. It's a fucking like um I have one somewhere. It's a it's a, it's a strip, fucking yeah. 
it's a, it's an in, half enclosed like um char, I don't even know what the fuck they call it like a chart it's but it's got a handle on it and then you can fucking you ram the son of a bitch in and it it's weird but it's hmm. a piece of shit machine gun but they, but they did they I'm not wrong right they had like a Hotchkiss like feeding a type 92 like 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 a is, like like a, like a Beretta 37 a type 92 is directly based off of Hotchkiss so yes Yep. Okay, just I just like wanted to make sure. Bread of it, Mike was I, I, I just wanted to make sure that in my head that the Japanese had a tray fed. Yes, sideways. they did. The Type okay. 92 woodpecker. Yeah, and I, I misspoke earlier when I said the Type uh, the Type 11. I meant the Type 92 because that one has a really slow rate of fire compared to the 96. Right, right. Yeah, because I remembered it was like put, 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 like exactly like a woodpecker. I think the 96 has a higher rate of fire because it's 6.5. Um, and because the way the action is on the 7.7, seven, or the Type 99, it's a bit lower. But I didn't realize there was a difference only in caliber until like six months ago when I did research for combat camera. Um, but I love the hopper fed ones. They're so cool. Here, I'm going to copy this and throw this in scuttlebutt for uh, Nate. This is the thing I'm talking about. Okay. And this was for the um, the Breda model fucking. Oh, yeah. I've seen those around. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You like flip open a little magwell on the yes. side of the gun. And then you you put you force that in there and you take it out and like it's it's like oh, a big I've charger things. in a way. Yeah, but and it's, then it's you, you flip fucking, the magazine onto it. It's twenty rounds and then yeah, it's just a yeah like. They also had a, another machine gun that was strip fed, the Italians, and they also had a thirty seven millimeter that was strip fed. As yeah, well. the other one that was strip fed was a Brita. It was more of a Hotchkiss design. Yeah, it was a heavy. That, that was the M thirty seven. The M thirty seven is the Hotchkiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Brita. I can't fucking find the the model of it. it Anyway, but Italian yeah, that's machine guns are fucking weird. Very. Oh, well, it's the Brita yeah. 30. That's the one. Jap- oh, yeah, that is 1920s the one. Yeah. and 1930s machine guns are very weird. You know, again, we we only see the ones that were the most. Or, or I'm saying we only see the ones that uh, were made the best because they're used everywhere. Thompson's and MP40s and that kind of shit. The crazy shit that was experimental that got a country from like a Maxim to a Bren. People forget. Because they were used and they didn't make a lot of them and they fucking suck shit. So who cares? You know, so there's so many things that were used like these, you know, Bretas and, and clip fed firearms that were very prevalent during the war. But we look back on it because of the way that media works and stuff. All we see is the cool machine guns that are reliable, yeah. you know. So there's so much that's lost. Like a, a MAC-31. Shit. Sorry, I had a, I had a, I had a, a tick. Madsen. Yeah, but that's an old it. fucking design. 1902, brother. Yeah. No. What was it, Michael, in 1923, De Havilland or De Havilland anti-aircraft? Oh, darn. Yeah. Darn, darn, yeah. yeah. Darn. Oh, that thing you guys found out. In 1923, yeah, the darn machine gun. Yeah, the, the, the Madsen's a 1902 design originally, and then it went through small variations, but the design never changed. Everybody I mean, fucking the last, used them. The last iteration of the Madsen still being used in Brazil. So, Favela. Brought, huh? Yeah, fell up, you know. Do you have a really bad drug gang in, like, a slum? Now everyone knows that because Ian's, Ian's giving away another one, so it's like everyone knows I've that got that a word. Danish machine gun for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I one, one day get mine done in semi. One day we'll get it done. Nate, why um, do you have tickets to Brazil? No reason whatsoever. <laughs> oh, the Mark 2A1. Uh, yeah. I, I can put that in my mouth. <laughs> they have wrong color though for great phrase to use yellow. there Nate. <laughs> yeah. it fit one of those bad boys right uh, in my mouth i could put a fit a whole one in my mouth that's a sportsman's um, guide photo 
Yeah, that's also a British pouch. Yeah, yeah. it sure is. Uh, they use sat- the right pouch though in the film. Satchel, satchel charge for audio people. We have. I have to make. Sure uh, Nate you... probably knows this because he's seen more demo stuff than I have with his D Day things. But I'm What's pretty up? sure that's a correct demo charge in the movie. Uh yes, it is. Because they yep. have the like the different color banding. That on the picture is scene. that picture is not, but that oh, yeah. that that's correct. And yes. the, even the fuses are right too. The way yeah, I did like that. I I thought it was ballsy to rip two off at a say at, at each time. Yeah. He's like but, four. You know, of them it off takes like right, forever right. to do it. He's like, eh. it's only one in real yeah. life. Yeah, it's, it's only like, one. Dude, charge. that thing's about to explode. What are you doing? Well, well I, even I Conway's like, throw yeah. it. Yeah, I like how they went to the actor was like, Get yeah, because John Wayne's moving is half the yeah. speed of smell. This thing's not. This prop isn't really gonna blow up. What am I? What do I have to hurry for? I need. I need a Marlboro. Morty. Uh, M two. Very cool because it was a real one with the P forty four. There was there was there was an M two. There was a demilled M two on on an auction the other week, and I really thought about. You wanted to buy that? Why? Why though? Because it's yeah. I really want one. Big chunk of metal. (laughs) It sold for like. Two grand. So, Nathan, next time you find one, send it to me. I really want one. Okay, I'll be on the lookout. Really cool. It can't. I've two of them came up. Two of them come up this year. So, I'll think about it. it. This guy. Now that I now that I know that, I'll send that to you. This guy joins the Marines. He goes to be in a movie. He falls down the hill with a flamethrower. He destroys his back. It's on film, and they probably told him that his uh, back injuries weren't related to his service. <laughs> so, service to Hollywood. Yeah. This <laughs> is uh, M two mortar. Uh, this mil. is the picture. I, was I love all the about. pinups they got on the right there. <laughs> yeah, I, well, it's an interesting position, and it's cool because they're actually worse Shermans on Terra. Within an hour, so cool. I already set up my jerk off pad. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, you brought a folder. Well, there's there's a part when the Amtrak is going, and you see the driver, and he has like twenty pinup photos. In front but see, of that's but that's but that's more believable though. It is, yeah, yeah. But I just think it's a funny detail. I was like, oh, that's funny. There's that famous photo of the guys going in and looking at the pinup in the Amtrak. Yeah, we looked at that photo on uh, on Friday Night Shite not too long ago. Cool. Yeah, and it's like, you know, that's probably where they stole that from and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I like the, the comments in this, too, because you get a lot of animosity, you know, in memoirs or during the war and stuff. Like, I have a memoir from a guy who was in K-3-5, the same unit that Eugene Sledge was in. Where every chance he gets, he's like, you're not like one of those fucking bottlemen, you know, like fucking one of those guys. Like every other paragraph, like three hundred pages. Well, it is funny in the in the um, the series, the Pacific, which you know part of Eugene Sledge's memoir is based on. They do have a character in there that kind of t- shit talks the Marines a few, t- or the, sorry, the Mortarmen a few times. Uh, yeah, Bill Layden, where he's like, "Ah, oh, you guys don't actually see the real combat and stuff like that." So, yeah, it, it, it's funny, and then even in this, like you guys are you you really lived the life of Riley back here. <laughs> Guy gives him the look, you know. Have, like, I, have either one of you read R.V. Bergen's book? Yeah. No, I it's haven't. It's really good. You should uh, you should read that uh, one. Yeah. He does a really Islands of the Damned. Yeah. It's yeah. Re- Better than with the old breed. I personally think Just so. Not as good. I personally think so. Not not that I'm taking away from the old breed, but it's a less common. He was book on Cape to travel. It. Yeah, it's really so, good. I really liked yeah. it. Um, it's one of the few memoirs of the of the fucking 40 books i need to finish reading now that i got my glasses finally fucking read <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna change you're still not gonna what watch me <laughs> yeah, I, 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 unfortunately i won't <laughs> um 
M4A3 Sherman. I like how Sherman's in in quotes. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not. That's not an M4A3. That's a that's a much later Sherman. Because it's got the. It's got the yeah, I was gonna say that's not the traditional stuff. Sherman shape. No, it's Sherman shape. <laughs> Hey, hey, let's I'm, talk I'm about not, the Sherman I'm not an shape. armor nerd. I mean, it's a tiger. It's, <laughs> everything's a tiger. All right. It's a, put a Balkan Kreutz on it. It's a German tank. Yeah, right. oh. Deal with that later. Um, while we're here, just one second. Let me look that up. Thing. Uh, so I, I was wrong. They did modify the M4A3s later in the war. And this, this setup is technically called. Well, they were nicknamed Zippo tanks. This is actually called... Why M- is that? An M4A3 <laughs> HVSS. HVSS means the late war suspension. It's different from the Christie suspension earlier in the war. A POA CW5 H5 flamethrower. Came out in 45. Um, they definitely were used in Korea. Uh, I'm just not sure if they were used in Iwo Jima or Okinawa, but definitely a very late war modification. And um, yeah, they are, M3. they are A3s. Oh, and the Hago. That was cool to see. That was a real Hago. <laughs> Very rare. Japanese tanks are pieces of shit. <laughs> uh, they hardly oh, used oh, them, fuck. too. There were a few uses of them that actually were almost, you know, dangerous, but the Sherman was the Tiger of the Pacific, so it doesn't really matter. You know, like, every time they were on an island and it's like, we're going to have a tank attack, it's like, terrain sucks, your crews are shit, and any American tank you run into can kill you. Yep. Um, they, uh, and how do you get them on an well. island? You know? There was a big attack in the Pacific that they show a little bit. There was a tank attack, and then I was, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the CG. <laughs> yeah, that's like the CG one. Yep. And then it's actually and, pretty good for the time, actually. No, I thought that that that's a good. Well, it does show that the tank just the the Hago tank takes one seventy five from the from a Sherman and just blows it apart. I think like, I think <laughs> that thing actually did run and move. I think the turret moving was all CG, if I remember correctly. I can't that was, remember. I think it's a real prop. I think it's a real thing. Well it, it was it, a real prop. I, I, I watched it recently and the turret moving is definitely CG, but yeah. Um well yeah, actually I actually have the glasses now to say that. So now actually <laughs> these glasses see the see the truth. <laughs> I uh I do love the depictions of Jap tanks. The the only real crazy one was on um, Saipan, I believe, where they had an actual armored attack that made it to the coast, like through the American beachhead. <laughs> so that was that was pretty bad. Uh, there was one famous one on Guadalcanal that tried to, to cross the uh, the western perimeter for the the top of the Mat Canal. It was stopped by like one thirty seven millimeter anti tank gun and a bunch of Marines that were really pissed off. So. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, they were just really shitty tanks. It just, you know, countries make things because of their experience and the Japs never really needed a tank. Uh, and then they fought the Soviets and call and go. And they're like, oh shit, we really need a tank. But then the war, you know, the, the war in the South happened. So they didn't really need too much stuff. But T-34 is fighting that shit. It's just really crazy to think about. It's, it's it's interesting. We're talking about that scene in the Pacific where they have the Japanese tanks at Peleliu, uh coming up, you know, and I think there's two of them. Um, uh, it's in the I have uh, one of the original scripts of that episode um, signed and everything like that. I mentioned it on one of the last episodes. But when I was reading it, that scene in the script, it says, interestingly, it says that there are Japanese like in nets on the side of it that are shooting and. They didn't do that in the show, but it's written in the script. I wonder if that was ever a thing, like uh, when it comes to like, Japanese like armor. Like cargo nets? 
Yeah, that, so I'll have to read the squid. It actually says so, this is like Japanese soldiers in nets so, on the side so, of the tank. So, so unlike Timber on the Edge of Fury, they put they just latch, they just strap the soldiers. That's what onto the script the says. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a photo of it and send it to you. Send the text to you. But uh, put on the deflection yeah, like, oh, shield. Weird, but cl- <laughs> clearly they said no to that when they shot the episode. So I don't know. Put put it on deflection. Ah, Put on deflection shields <laughs> on the full. Like two. I've read a couple. It's like scrim, but uh, there's Japanese soldier in it. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. I've read a couple scripts from uh, like uh, original scripts from Band of Brothers episodes. There's some differences. So yeah, things do get changed around. That wasn't. It. I was like, is that a thing that they did? I don't think so. I've never heard of that. Did Tom Hanks shoot someone in the face? Is that what I'm hearing in the original one? Is that what happened? Or don't don't ever bring that up again, you son of a bitch. Oh that. yeah, and Band of Brothers with Tom Hanks is a French soldier and he kills all. Those yeah, people I'm there. sorry. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan in the original script, there were MG42s all over the fucking place. Oh my god, guys! <laughs> there were there were dual mounted MG42 positions at every W. I am going to give you an ulcer, and that is my goal. It's not even funny anymore. Oh my god! No, 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 no! You don't understand. It's funny to me. <laughs> I'm only doing this for my entertainment. I get it. John get Browning's it. amazingly made MG42. Yeah, yeah. And his amazing high power. Yeah. yeah. Actually, he did make the high power. What am I talking about? <laughs> duh, duh. Fucking idiot. Yeah. And lastly, the flag raising. Yay. Yay. Yeah, that happens at the end of the movie anyway. This is a good time to interject our sticker trivia for the week. This yes, because we keep is... forgetting it, and now no, we're back Nathan on it. keeps forgetting No, it. asshole. You <laughs> yeah, forgot yeah. it one week, and then I mixed it as I cut it out by accident, so we're one for one. So okay, Nathan so keeps forgetting this, so this week's question is, what does Iwo Jima mean in Japanese? The first person to tiger send blood. me a message. Yes, it means tiger blood. <laughs> so the first person the message will be tiger blood will not get a stick. <laughs> Especially if that person is from Maryland and his name is Nathan. But uh, yeah, what does Iwo Jima mean? I got no fucking idea. Iwo Jima. Volcanic sand. Okay, so cut that out. Well, yeah, when you edit it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's the place where Michael's Dutch homeland is. Yes. yes. My homeland is Idaho. Iceland, technically. Utah? I'm not the hoe. (laughs) Oh, never heard that one before, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) He's like took your fucking like family guy voice out. Like, wow. Wow. Thank you. That's a joke. What are you gonna do next? Give me some fry sauce? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All potatoes. Oh, oh wow. easy joke. Yeah, I got I got a potato quad gun in the garage. You ever make a potato, a potato flat cannon? <laughs> I've made a potato gun before. I've made one. I've, I've used one of those. Who would have guessed, That's bud? Fun. You know, like yeah. <laughs> oh, don't make fun of me. <laughs> don't make fun of me. <laughs> See, it's like. What comes out of my state? Like white collar crime. Assholes. What comes yeah, what comes out of, out of Nate's state? Like more assholes and, and meth addicts. Oh uh, whoa, 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 whoa. What crabs. comes out of Wisconsin? Crabs. Really awesome cheese. And what comes out of Idaho? Really ex- great potatoes. Really good friend. potatoes you can't buy in Idaho because we send them all out of state. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> 
In 49 states, you can get something that they make in the 50th state, but you can't buy there. Yeah. <laughs> Getting Idaho potatoes here, it's like buying fucking crack or something. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know a guy who knows a you guy. got that spud. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, I, have, I have the thing that comes out of my state, and Mike B's had them now. Oh, the Old Bay Chips? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, those things are awesome. Hell yeah. Utz's, baby. Yeah, those things are Can't awesome. Can't find them anywhere else. <laughs> yep. That's right. Utz is a, a Baltimore thing. Yeah. yeah. It's the only good thing that comes out of that fucking city. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> should have told me to fasten my seatbelt. I was not ready for that. What? Well, it's a fucking fact. Life hits you like a fucking freight train sometimes with the truth. <laughs> a little warning would have been nice. But yes, yes. <laughs> Birch. How do you know? You've never been here. You'll know. You might like it. No. You might You might I'll, like Baltimore. You haven't I'll, been. I'll speak for him. I've you got to see there. the Domino Sugar like Factory. You, don't you might it. like it. I, don't like I took cities. that bullet for you. I don't like cities to begin with. I know. And if they're fucking, <laughs> yeah. if there's a lot of crime and shit, and just people being generally shitty, I'm done. I'm not even gonna fucking. I've been, I, I've been where you live. I can tell you don't like cities. <laughs> I lived in a fucking city for a couple of years, and I hated every fucking minute of it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like there's just too many goddamn people, and they're all fucking retards. But, but Nate has yep. a really high crime area too. You know, he's got to watch out for one guy in college just gets his head cut off, and it's a high crime right area. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. I, I know for everyone. My Jeez. neighbor's son murders his family and tries to shoot himself. Fuck me. No, he didn't the try two, to shoot himself. Two, he tried to shoot some other people. So yeah. Oh, sorry. Two blocks away, you know, fucking like a, a county judge was murdered <laughs> by his fucking constituent. But high, no, it's not very high crime no. right area. Apparently, yeah. I don't know what yeah. you're it's talking. It's like an about. episode of CSI or something, <laughs> dude. Like fucking. Every day it's like Nate's like, yeah, some fucking horse murderer came through town. Horse <laughs> murderer? I don't know. Like, you know. That's a new one. <laughs> what is he fucking part of the Godfather? <laughs> <laughs> Putting horses in people's beds. All you did was wave at him and say, Oh, look at the horse murderer. And then he came back through town later in the day. <laughs> so are you saying he murders horses or he makes horses fuck people to death? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of Mr. Column. Hands. Depends. Depends Mr. Hands who? No. <laughs> you know there's a documentary about someone that happened to? Let's get in. It's I don't Mr. Remember. Hands. Let's get in. Let's wrap Hands. this motherfucker <laughs> up. Let's wrap this motherfucker up. Okay. My name is John Wayne. This is turning into a shite. You're right, Too deep? Yeah. This is all this is. Too deep? No, I don't give a fuck. I just want to wrap this shit up. The so, Disney ride where John Wayne takes you on, you know, artificially instead of I want the horse. Mr. Hands carnival ride. Okay. Dick sacks. Let's begin. <laughs> okay. So right, okay. Go. you were you were gonna hit it off. Go, dude. go yeah. If you're yeah, if you're uh, leading the charge, I know you want to get Until this Brian's done, so. snide little fucking remark about <laughs> <laughs> And then it brought us down that shit show. Well, so. I'm sorry that it rhymed. Stop making my job harder. Just go. <laughs> oh, you're you're fucked this week. I mean, well, I, I I know ways to make it sound good, but 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 don't don't keep saying that one thing. That's the hardest thing to cut if you're leading the conversation <laughs> like that. Stop yeah. saying that word. <laughs> no. That thing. Go go. go okay. Go. Okay. Are we are go. we ready? Are you sponsored? Go. go. I begin? Just say just say Gandhi. F- okay. Gandhi did. <laughs> oh you God. still haven't looked it up, have you? <laughs> 
<laughs> and Mike A's gone. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't blame him. <laughs> but all right, yeah. anyway, back on track. Yeah, we get back back <laughs> this to the final. Into a shite. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> final thoughts. Who wants to go all first? Right. All right. So, <clears throat> yeah. Again, all this shit we talked about, where it's it's got its place in time. Again, so did the fucking Beatles, right? They, they got here at the right time. They had the right publicists. They got famous, and they're fucking mediocre at best. Same thing with John Wayne. Same thing with the film. It was in the right place at the right time, I guess. It was highly publicized. Oh my god, rah rah. So I get, I I do understand all that. Now, as far as the film itself is concerned, like we talked about, the acting was shit. A lot of the practical effects and the extras, oddly enough, were really decent, especially for that time. Uh, the equipment, the uniforms, the the toys, the vehicles, and shit like that, not bad. The uh, setting, the the, uh, the the actual set, like on um, on Betio, not bad. But like the rest of it, you can just tell it's like a it, it's just a standard war film from that time period, right? And again, I'm going to be very negative about them, just like with most of them, except for a select few. And yeah, it's overall. It's going to be a 5.8 out of 10. So that's mine. Mike A. So, yeah, um, it's a thing of its time. I can't really like, you know, watch it and, you know, say, oh, this is I can't, you know, watch it with the eye, with the brain that I the modern brain that I have. But um, I, I can I, I see it more as a curiosity. You know, it's uh, it's more just like, oh, this is interesting to view because this is what this would have been like at the time, you know, this is what entertainment was back then. Um, and, um, so, you know, that's always something that you have to factor in or, you know, you have to look at it as, but yeah, it's a, it's just, it's a thing of its time. It's a John Wayne film, you know, it put it in the genre of John Wayne movies. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think if I was the only reason I would ever watch it again is just to be, just to watch some of the stock footage so I could rip it and put it in my archives. But, um, <laughs> but it's, cause it's really good quality. And the, the, the HD um, HD stuff that's online right now is really good actually. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, other than that, there's no reason to watch it. It does. It's not interesting to me at all. I uh, it's, it's very formulaic with its, in terms of its narrative. Um, don't care about the love scene that doesn't really oh, go anywhere. Christ. Um, yeah. It's just, it doesn't mean anything. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think uh, really the only takeaway is from just some of the visuals and stuff like that are kind of neat in the stock footage. If you're into that, um, I think I'm going to give it a. Um, six out of ten. Mm, I, I said it six out of ten. You did. Yeah, so we'll go. I, I, I'm wait every time I give it a rating. I'm waiting for Nate to be like, "What the fuck?" No, I, no, I don't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you gave Master and Commander this rating. Anytime you give yeah. anything above a seven is when I give you shit. When the movie ah. should be shit, because you gave ah. Master and Commander a seven. Oh, I did. Okay. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know my 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 perception of uh, you know different numbers fluctuates as time goes on so dude i mean <laughs> the, the the scores we gave to the movies in the beginning are rough mm-hmm. oh yeah right right we yeah. just beat it into the ground and we're like it doesn't have the correct fucking uniform two out of ten fucking idiots like it, we we evolve we have evolved after so much. 70 fuck 70 78 episodes 78 77 
more like, movies. Yeah. Yeah. We've reviewed more war films than most humans have seen more movies. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> For the most That's of sad, time. by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's a 130-year-old you know, art form, so it's, it's but, not like, oh, nobody's seen paintings before. So it's like, well, it, it is the newest form of art. So I, I, I would I, I would just say like I think some of our beginning ones, I would change it to be a little bit more forgiving in some aspects or more punishing in some aspects. I think all of us are I think are growing. We could do a redux eventually for of some of them. Ones. Yeah, like, I know Nate really wants to. We were soldiers again. If you yeah. make me do that one more time, I'm out. Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> I can only talk about that laundry scene so many times. Okay, I, I can't do that. <laughs> but like, but no, I mean, like, I, I didn't mean to derail us, but but yeah, no, I mean, okay. I, I think I think. Take I think going back, like I would probably give Walt Bashir a better score, probably now. And and some it's a in some cartoon. Like, well, I, I, that's what I said too. I'm just giving. I'm giving. <laughs> I'm giving him a bone. Okay. I'm giving him a bone. That's his. That's his. That's his ridiculous ten. Okay. That's fine. I love. That's that fine. Movie. I'm not going to judge him. Same way he'll judge me on fucking April 9th. That's fine. Yeah. And Patriot. Uh, Shut your fucking mouth. We haven't done that yet. You don't know what my score is, okay? I know what you your no score idea. is you on that You have no movie. idea what my score is on that. You have no idea. Right. The Remy Malik. If you want to talk about Remy fucking Malik, you're point one on Midway. Don't fucking go there. <laughs> Nate is getting worked up. To be continued on this one. Keep poking. Flags of our fathers will get Keep a poking. point zero 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 one. Okay. You know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You really want to get serious here? Yeah. Um, Watch out. He's going to give Pearl Harbor a better rating than Flags of Our Oh, my God. If you give Pearl Harbor a 10, although I, I have. 7.1. If you give Pearl Harbor a fucking good rating, I will send you a VHS copy because I have five of them now. So I appreciate you will that. get one well, in the mail. Well, now that you're in a mood, Nate, what's your I'm score for mood. this movie? <laughs> yeah. I, now yeah. that I'm in a mood. You haven't seen my moods yet. Um, he has shit. fits. I have little <laughs> rages, okay? Now that you're having an episode, tell us what... Uh, anyway, all right. So, yeah, I'll go. Um, no, I, I I, think, you know, what Mike A said in a sense, it's like, and what I said in the beginning, it's like, this is a film to put in its own box, but at the same time, we can't compare it in its own box. We have to compare it to the rest of it. And I think what makes it stand out, like I said in the beginning, is the extras, the props, even some of the locations. I don't like Ewa, I like Terra better, but I, I liked it for it. It, it made do. Um, I think the practical effects are great for forty nine, absolutely incredible. And I think it's the start of it's at that start of the point where we're having we're going from stage production to massive epics, and I think that is a very telltale sign to where where the industry was going. And I think large outside epic scenarios is where the whole industry was going. And I think that's very cool to see that in its infancy because through the 50s and the 60s, if we weren't doing stage, we were having those grandy epics. Like I, uh, Mike A referenced Spartacus and those massive things. And, you know, it leads into Waterloo and all that other stuff. And so I, I, think, um, I think in that sense, it, ho- it holds really high for me. But it is it is definitely hindered by its uh, its production uh, within the sets of the green screens with the Jeep going like this. You know, it's of the time. And so, I mean, I think all in all, I think, you know, between John Wayne and all that kind of stuff, I think I give it. I'm, I'm stuck between two scores. I'll just say it. I'm going to give it a six point five out of ten screen Mel Gibson's. 
I almost gave it a 5.5, but I'll give it a 6.5 because I think we could have gotten more hand flailing. We could have gotten studio ricochet noise and nothing happens and grabs his chest. Oh, yeah, that's true. But but sometimes, but most of the time, we got impacts next to the actor. We got stuff hitting behind him. We had extras flailing around and actually falling in a realistic fashion and, and putting emphasis on that. And I have to give a half a point to the guy who almost broke his neck in a foot of water. Yeah. So, you know, I, I got to give it to that. But, I mean, I all in all, I, I really do like it for what it is. I, I did say it was a piece of shit. I do think it's a piece of shit. But it's because it's the, it's the, it's the era it was made in. I don't like those films. Like Mike B said, I, I don't like black and white films majority of the Most of the time, I don't like black and white films of that era because it's so heavily propagandistic. And I, and, I, and I feel the same way for anything made by the Soviets. It's the same thing. I, I just I like my media uninfluenced, I think it would be the great way to say it. And so not that I hate it. It's just it's not my cup of tea. But I, I, I appreciate the effort it went into making it 100%. So I'm going to give it a 6.5. Keeping it semi its box, I think that's where I'm going to sit. Decent. Uh, Brian's turn. Brian? Okay, I couldn't remember who went. Yeah, there's no other option. I had a blinding rage, and I couldn't remember who went, so sorry. Yeah, that episode. Yeah, yeah, sorry, blacked out. Uh, yeah. uh, somebody said Pearl Harbor VHS, and then... You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, it was like he was back in the Eagle Squadron. Um, <laughs> His eyes started to twitch. Yeah, yeah right, you know. Who knows? It might actually be better. I haven't given it a chance yet, so we'll see. That's it's how I'm going to watch it when we review it. Eventually, when we review it, I'm doing it on VHS. It's because, not. Because it's the only way it's going to fucking live up to <laughs> Brian, anything. Brian, just, it's not. It's not. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Don't <laughs> no. be optimistic. You know, I, I just, for whenever I watch that movie, I forget, or at least I, I'm reminded of how many 1911 magazines a pilot can store in his A1 or A2 flight jacket. I, I'm also it's reminded like, how many times know. a Colt 45 sounds like an M1 Garand. Yeah, ping, with a ping as well. <laughs> with a ping. Yeah. 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 Pistols ping sometimes. You know. I, I've never gotten mine to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe there's something's wrong with mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe John Wayne could. But no, this is a really funny movie. Um, it has some good Funny scenes. Ha-ha. It's got a lot of bad scenes. You know, like I said earlier, it's really like the the most well-produced World War II propaganda movie, but it didn't come out until 1949. It's set in that 42 to 45 mindset, and it's way more akin to gung-ho than it is to Manchurian Candidate. You know, it's this post-war movie, but it's set firmly in the wartime era. Um, and it's very interesting because... It cemented, you know, the Iwo Jima flag raisers in the American culture. And it really cemented John Wayne as being an, a real American icon. You know, here he is fighting the Japs in the Pacific and on the big screen and everything. Um, and lastly, it really does start this genre of war movies. You know, the most amount of war movies about a war are about World War II. And you start to see that after the Second World War. You get a few things in France in like 46. You get like Battle of the Rails or there's another famous film called like the the Parachute Battalion. And then slowly you get things like this. And, you know, you won't have a War Eagles Dare if you don't have a the Sands of Iwo Jima. You know, you won't have a Hell is for Heroes if you don't have a Sands of Iwo Jima. You know, so many films that were made because of the success of this film that we all love and enjoy 
really just, you know, have to have some kudos to this film because it was just so, like Nate said, it was an epic. It was a war epic and it was really trying to encapsulate some experiences of, you know, the Allies during the Second World War in the Pacific. And it's very much a product of its time, but it does a lot for what we review and for our genre and everything. So that being said, I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. Yes, it's a John Wayne movie. Yes, it's 1949. Yes, you know, we could beat it for so many things, but it's very important. You know, it's not like the Green Berets where, like, we could forget about that and then who cares? But without the Sands of Iwo Jima, a lot of things that come later wouldn't have come later. So it's a very interesting movie in that aspect. Um, yeah. So that being said, putting all the scores we have into the computer that will tell us if John Wayne's leathery skin will ever become not leathery. <laughs> and we get a score of 6.325 out of 10. Moisturize. falls firmly in the Thursday night matinee category of, you know, not a weekend movie, but it's, like Michael yeah. said, it's a curiosity. I'd watch you know, it. Yeah. I hate to say it, but that downwind radiation ain't going to make that skin less leathery. No, you know, fucking <laughs> Genghis Khan. <laughs> Especially when they're blowing it in my face. So. I forgot about that. That's yeah, right. Just kidding. He was Genghis Khan. I have to fucking wa- I have to fucking watch that. It's been 20 It's been um, I think last time I watched it I was like 5 years old on TV. I should watch that. We're going to have James on to do that. Well, how you doing, little lady? I'm Genghis Khan. You know, like like, like Oh my god. He's got Fu Manchu or something in there, right? He does. Really oh. bad Fu Manchu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Can't wait. Take that, John. Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Zinged you on Zinged the, you, the yeah. podcast. The, the only, you know, the one redeeming factor is, you know, John Wayne did get more ass than a fucking toilet seat at a Taco Bell in his lifetime. <laughs> like, that's, he, that is that true. guy slayed bitches left and right. Yeah. Oh, you know. If anyone can lay pipe, John fucking Wayne was a plumber, <laughs> goddammit. He, he must have had a fucking <laughs> hog. Like, I mean. There's a hilarious photo of him and Steve McQueen drunk at a party, and they're both, they're both like almost making out. It's kind of strange. Interesting. Pretty That'd be a good AI generated porn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's got who, who fetishizes about that? A lot yeah. of people. You hey, be... Steve, I got something for <laughs> you. A lot of closeted yeah. boomer men that got divorced 10 years ago but are too scared to come out. <laughs> That's very true. Anyway, I'll, I'll stop hating on everybody for the day. <laughs> Nate. Oh, I thought Nate froze. The Navy and the Fly Certain, fly certain boys ones. That's it. Plenty on the canal certain ones. before we went in. When we got ashore, there were still a lot of You sound of those like Forrest Gump, g- by the way. <laughs> That's fine. The fly boys did something that bit me in the butt talks. <laughs> when we got ashore, there were still a lot of those lemon-colored guys waiting for us. The only way that island Characters. was taken was by putting Marines on the beach. Oh, you're correcting me for my... Racism. Vicarious <laughs> racism, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know. And on that note, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, 
make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.